Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Dial-Up Movie Club. I'm your host Matthew and with me this week as always we got Drew. Drew how you doing this week? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about Alien. I got my Alien shirt on. Uh, oh been, very nice. I've been watching uh, a behind the scenes uh, like look into the making of Alien that uh, Caleb recommended and really been enjoying that. Um, and I watched the first episode of The Last of Us. Uh, oh, nice. I liked it. It was pretty dang good. Um, always love that high budget zombie f- uh, TV shows and films and whatnot. Uh, and then, yeah, we uh, we hung out for Matt's birthday. It was a good Woo-hoo. time. Uh, played some Marvel D and D. Yeah, it was maybe. fun. Yeah, it was it was a good time. It was my birthday. Good time. Hmm. Speaking of wearing a shirt, hopefully we got Dean. Dean, how you doing this week? I'm doing good. I'm wearing a shirt. I'm actually wearing my I like Sandman shirt, nice. Um, which is a shirt Drew made me that says I like Sandman because I do. Yeah, he um, really likes Sandman. This weekend, I was at Matt's celebrating his birthday. Uh, it was a good time. Tori made a dessert that I enjoyed. I also think I ate too much of it. So I was nice. feeling a little sick, but that's okay. Um, while we were there, we did some lightsaber battles, and uh, yep. we uh, we watched a scary video. It's like half scary, kind of like your skin and marine <laughs> experience. Um, but like after it, I'm just thinking about it, and See? then everybody's leaving and going home, and I'm like, okay, I should get some shit eye, and I lay down and i remember i'm looking at caleb caleb's out in the other couch <laughs> and i'm just falling asleep to some flintstones and i think i was nice. half awake or something but i just start hearing like <laughs> and like scary shit and oh, um those are my demons it bro. snapped me awake and i was like oh oh like I just fell long distance and just shocked awake. I'm like, oh, and I look at Caleb. He's just out still. And I can tell the episode of Flintstones hasn't really finished yet even. And I'm just like, oh, man, I think uh, I think I'm good. <laughs> and I went, I think I went I'm home. Good. <laughs> I, I went home. Damn, man. Heck well, really got to you. Yeah. yeah, dude, well, I'm t- that's the same experience I had with Skinner. It's like I, you're watching it and you're like, this ain't really that scary. But then it's the afterwards of where you hear every little creak in your house for the yeah. next two days. <laughs> I, well, I really liked Heck, but uh, I feel like Jeremy was hyping it up a ton. And then, yeah, uh, Jeremy I, was like, I can't was look, I can't look, so I'm like, yeah, oh my I, gosh, I was expecting something like disturbing as shit yeah. to be honest Yeah, but... no, that's just Jeremy. Then it ended. <laughs> I can't look, he's yeah. seen it before, I can't look. I was gonna say, because I know that Heck has like one good scare at the end, so in like 15 minutes in, Jeremy was like, oh, I can't look, what's about to happen is tailor-made to scare me, <laughs> and then nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I- I'm waiting for it. I'm yeah. still waiting for it. I I think the part that disturbed me the most is the uh, mommy. I think we're in hell, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that was the ending, wasn't it? Yeah, it's the very end. 
Yeah. I was like, oh. That that was like, like that. oh, man. I think they are. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is, it's like 200,000 days later, yeah. sleeps later. But, yeah, they're, uh, yeah. Well, speaking of I someone. I want to now. Do it. Watch it. I mean, get a free Shutter trial yeah, and watch on. it. It's on Shutter. Shutter. I hey, mm-hmm. I've got Shutter. I could uh, just let you log in, and then wa- you can watch it on there. Or we, we can have a Skinnamarine. Yeah, Skinnamarine. I will Skinner-Marine not showing. be at Skinnamarine. Matt, you can get plastered. Oh, <laughs> uh, I will. If we do it at Caleb's, I'll be sitting outside at the bar drinking, we'll and you go. guys you can all at, watch we'll it. You would at least be on your phone after. watching it. <laughs> All right. If I get to be on my phone watching it, I'll. Uh, I'll watch I just it. want to watch it. So I don't care what you do. Okay, sounds good. Well, P, speak. <laughs> I don't even know how to segue this from Skinnering. Uh, B, <laughs> speaking of. Uh, <laughs> speaking plastered. of people who have slept uh, twenty eight thousand times. Maybe we have Probably Caleb. I would, Caleb, I would, how are I you would doing? Say I've slept twenty eight thousand times. That doesn't feel like that's a, a lot of times. That's a lot of times, man. Yeah, but I like don't... you know, naps and baby. Okay, this is off topic anyway. <laughs> um... Naps and baby. <laughs> what good argument? <laughs> like as a baby, you're sleeping like every other five minutes or something like that. You wake up, you you know, do what you got to do, and then you're right back to passing out. Oh, Let's, yes, see. Yes. Let's see. Let's um, <laughs> see. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm, I'm trying to calculate how many sleeps that is. So we're still talking about hack. Well, yeah, if we are still talking about hack, that's that's a good. No, no, no. I'm. We're talking about Caleb, but I'm talking about hack as well. You fell asleep during it, didn't you? We had just. Yep, we had just gotten out of the hot tub, and I was like, "Dang." I've got a new stroke of energy. And then they're like, oh, let's watch Heck. And I'm like, yeah, you want to know what? You guys talked about Skinner Rink and like how good that was. Sure. Like within 10 minutes, I was just snoring. <laughs> a third <laughs> in into that movie. it. Yeah. I like how yeah. when Caleb, he falls asleep, but then he w- wakes up like yeah. he hasn't been sleeping. <laughs> yeah. And he'll like continue a conversation and whatnot. And then I'll just and right back fall asleep. Out. <laughs> Because, like, Caleb was sleeping, I was, like, talking with Jeremy and Dean, and then I, like, would mention Caleb, and he'd just, like, poke up and look, and be like, yeah, I remember that, and then lay back down and sleep. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, my God. No, yeah. but, yeah, we had a, we had a good time this, this weekend uh, at Matt's party. Before that, uh, me and Matthew went and saw a movie called uh, Knock at the Cabin Door, or Knock at the Cabin, I can't remember Knock at the Cabin, yeah. Uh, uh, pretty mid movie, not not the best. Uh, but Dave Bautista gave a great performance in that. Uh, <laughs> other than that, I I have been on like a watching grind. I've now completely caught up with Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Nice. Oh, nice. That's been quite a grind. When um, did you start that? Oh, I started that. See, the crazy thing is, I started that maybe I think two months ago. I watched 
two seasons okay. or 15 seasons of television in two months yeah it was it's a lot so worth it nights. though yeah it's it easy was. watching though because yeah, i remember when ba- yeah back when i was really hardcore watching it i would blink and i was like three seasons later yeah, yeah. i was that's like man thing. i did not I would, remember like watching I would just that keep putting on uh, another episode, another episode, and be like, you want to know what? No, I can do one more. I can do one. I'll just fall asleep <laughs> to the show, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, four seasons in. I'm like, shit. I think shit. Sydney and I have probably watched it in its entirety, like, four times over. The movie <laughs> It? No! no. <laughs> oh. it, as in always sunny. Yeah, okay, yeah. I see then, what he's uh, saying. I've also been playing quite a bit of uh, the new Dead Space remake. I've been streaming that, and they changed some things up with that game, and I am all for it. It's like you still got the same gameplay and the same scares, but definitely very improved upon, and it's a good and a bad thing because, yeah, that game gives me crazy anxiety. Yo, I was like halfway through Dead Space 2 when I heard the announcement they are remastering them. And at this point, I'm like, oh, do I want to just do well, I want to go back through it? There's talk saying that uh, I don't know if they're going to 100% remaster Dead Space 2. I think they might try and make. The I thought next they already did the series. No, no, the only one that's been it's just the first one. First one. Oh. oh, but there's also talks <laughs> of a Dead Space Four. Yes, oh. which is the new one. Yep crazy cool yeah well because dead space 3 killed the franchise what i don't know I why mind i don't it. know why i liked dead space yeah 3. i, I liked it a lot I, obvi- it's probably the weakest out of the three but people acted like it was something just so atrocious and not like dead space at all i was like no that's it's because it was it had cooperative mode i loved co-op co-op yeah was but so did, made or, that you game. had with dead space 2 you had a multiplayer mode as well and that was people loved that people i never played either Huh. I, I I never played a Dead Space game. I was too scared. I <laughs> I seen gameplay as a child and I was like, nah, not for me. But I was also scared of the Fallout games growing up, so don't I, I'm very I'm very easily scared. Don't <laughs> Hey, Fallout's got some spooky monsters in there. I don't blame. Yeah. So Yeah, I, I do want to play it though. I was watching you play it on stream for a bit today. And it looks really good. And really scary, and not at all inspired by the movie we're talking about today. Nope. Not at <laughs> not all. Not at all. <laughs> uh, uh, I had a good week. It was my birthday. I'm a big Woo. boy now, a bigger boy than I was before. Uh, I saw Knock at the Cabin. It's pretty mid, but you know what? I have to throw up some streamers and uh, put up some balloons because it finally dethroned Avatar 2 at the box office. After yeah. seven weeks, yeah. Avatar 2 is number two. No more number one Ooh. spot. So, uh, really? it, I mean, this is the movie that beat it, which, I mean, that says it all. Uh, but I thought I'm praying on that movie's downfall. Hmm? I thought Puss in Boots beat it. Score, no, Puss in Boots never with... got close. Uh, yeah, never got close. <laughs> Dang. Numbers. Maybe if you would have saw Puss in Boots too. <laughs> it's it's your fault. I'll see it. It's a good movie. I highly recommend it. One of my favorite the last one more year. ticket. It's my it is my <laughs> fault, isn't it? It was. <laughs> uh but yeah, birthday was good. Uh, you guys hit the highlights. Uh I feel older, I feel wiser. I 
feel like I'm ready for another year of rocking on. Woo! There we go. I'm good. Matt absolutely clacked me in the head with a lightsaber yesterday. He he clacked (laughs) me in the thumb, too. Brother, my knuckles are so <laughs> sore because Dean and I traded blows. Yo, you I went for the hand. Yeah, I went high. He went low, and it was bad. I don't know if you can see how like red that one knuckle oh, is. Yeah. It hurts. So I don't know if you can see bad. anything for me. I got a bump right here. <laughs> yeah, I see the bump. <laughs> you poor uh, soul. <laughs> I, um, I'm worried about it. <laughs> I'm worried about it. So my fingers are having a hard time contracting today. <laughs> That's not going to affect your work, is it? No, of course not. I'm a hard yeah. worker. I'll I'll work with my feet if I have to. You know. You hear that? I I bow to my capitalist overlords. Man, I'm their loyal soldier. But yeah, uh, Drew, you brought a movie this week. I did. I brought Alien. Woo! One of the most iconic movies of all time. I I think uh, you brought Alien. I oh, say we get to it to. Congress has put it in the uh, national film in history. Yeah, yeah it's um, in the Library yeah. of Congress. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's because it's realistic. Because they know the aliens, they're like, "Wow, this is kind of spot on." Oh, they're like, yeah. they guessed it. Like, Gotta yeah, give them. You props. guessed it, man. <laughs> you get in. But in real history. recognizes real. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. I don't want to see a xenomorph anytime soon. Oh, I, I do. I, I feel like do. our generations oh. do. I, I want to ask a question. <laughs> I, I know. Matt, I think you've seen a little bit, and I think you've seen enough to make a decision on this. Uh, If you had to be stuck in a world where aliens existed, you have two choices, either Dead Space or Alien. Which one are you choosing and why? I'm choosing Alien. You're choosing Alien? I was going to say, I feel like I would choose... Simply because it's less terrifying. And also, I really don't know anything about Dead Space. So the only thing about about Dead Space is you don't have to worry about anything if there's not a marker. There's these, like, big statue things that are Yeah, but that's the other thing is that it's like a cosmic religious horror. Yeah. And that... I don't. I don't mess with that. <laughs> I'd rather it I be a mess. biological threat. I get that. Yeah. I don't um, mess with religion. I. <laughs> yeah, I pick Alien because I feel like Dead Space. When you get killed, you could just be turned into another one of those alien things. Oh yeah. Because they're all like just like human corpses, pretty much. Whereas yeah. Alien, they'll grow in you and then they'll murder you and. Once That's you're a dead, tough you're dead. Way to die, though. It, <laughs> it is, is a tough way to die. But I'd rather I'm, I'd rather not have any like cog- cognitivity going on after I'm I dead. See. Cognitivity. Oh, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't want any cock. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's go right into our IMDb game, uh, yeah. where. <laughs> IMDb is a website where users will go and rate a movie on scale one to ten. Uh, Dean, Caleb, and I will then guess the score uh, with the decimal point included that it averages out to. Uh, I had a birthday yesterday, guys. Forgive me. I'm stumbling through everything. Um, (laughs) It's okay. 
so uh drew won last week he's not playing but dean won the week before that so dean you get to guess for alien first well seeing how it was put into the national archives you know i think it's got a good shot of having that good sweet score i'm gonna say let's roll with an 8.8 all right all right yeah i think aliens has gotta be up there i feel like it's definitely in like the imdb top 100 maybe even top 50 uh 8.6 oh all right all right Mm. (laughs) caleb The question is, is if I think it's if I think it's above eight point six or not. Shit. So many movies we've watched have gotten just terrible scores on here that just Shin did not Godzilla. deserve it. I'm not gonna speak on that one, but um, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say eight point four. Hey club members, it's Matthew. Now, as many of you know, I'm getting married next year, and I want to fit into a tux and most of all look good in it for those photos. So I've been having to prioritize my own health a lot more, eating healthier, getting rid of sodas, and walking more. And one of the biggest helps for me has been Liquid IV. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being and the Hydration Multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, or on long flights. I love how it makes me feel after a workout. This stuff refreshes you. I love All the flavors, but let me tell you two of my favorites. One, the new strawberry lemonade flavor. Fantastic. And if I'm feeling a little more classic, I go with the pina colada. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. There are 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting, which contain five essential vitamins. B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. Made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DIALUP at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code DIALUP at liquidiv.com. Oh... Oh my god. Well guys, very interesting. Uh we're gonna have to do a tiebreaker. 
Ooh. Oh, wow. Two of you were point one away. Oh, and those two people were Matt and Caleb. Yeah. It is an oh, 8.5. Hey. Ah, oh, shoot. my goodness. So, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes tiebreaker round. Yep, I'm getting it pulled up. All right, so how the Rotten Tomatoes tiebreaker works is Rotten Tomatoes is a website where critics will go and rate a movie on scale 1 to 2. Bad or good. And it takes a percent of critics that thought it was good and the critics that thought it was bad. And you get a number between 0 and 100%. Caleb and I will then guess, and whoever is closest will get the win. Drew, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Ah, man. I still think... I think it could be even higher. I think... Ninety... Seven. 97. All right. I'm going to go 93. <sighs> one of you was one 1% off. That person was Matthew. Oh, my <laughs> It is a 98%. Wow. I knew it was going to be real job, close Ron to the 100. Tomatoes. You want to yeah. know what? Proud of you, you for that there. one. Yeah. You get so much shit wrong. I'll accept this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got one thing right. You know what? Good game, Caleb. You're still uh, the company that gives a big mouth uh, close to 100% on almost oh, every season oh, that no. comes out. Oh, so no. They, I still can't 100% give you You know what? Rotten Tomatoes part. said it best. Big mouth is better than Alien. Yeah, every no, single right. season. No. <laughs> it's not season. true. Alright. Uh, my initial thoughts on Alien. Uh, my first exposure to Alien was I, th- I think I may have talked about this for a second in uh, the Predator episode too, but um, there's a comic book. DC did a crossover with Dark Horse, uh, and they did Superman versus Aliens, which was <laughs> this really cool comic where like Superman gets this distress signal from space, and it's like a chunk of Krypton with like a small civilization of uh, Kryptonians still on it. And he flies out and. Uh, it turns out that like that section of Krypton's got infected with the aliens. So he's got a, uh, but because he's back on Krypton, he slowly starts to lose his powers. So like that first fight with aliens, he starts, he's just flying through them, you know, but as the comic goes on, he slowly has to, he's draining his power and he has to kind of learn new ways to take them on. It's a really cool Logan moment yeah 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 but with uh aliens which doesn't batman have one as well batman has one as well uh i didn't read the batman one whenever Mm -hmm. i go to the comic shop i'm always on the lookout for that one yeah yeah i want to i want to read all of them because they didn't they've done a couple crossovers with dc over the year but um i feel like any alien crossovers are just awesome because it's like it can work in any universe Exactly. It's one of those things that I, I was going to actually ask you guys later. Like, you get to write. I'll just ask you now. You know, I'll use it in my initial thoughts. You guys get to write a crossover, Alien and any other universe. What are you crossing it over? That's that's a crazy question, man. Um, oh, that's tough. 
You just say just say La La Land. I think that's the best answer. No, that's not right though. That's, that's just, not the right that's answer. That's just normal. <laughs> <laughs> that's just normal alien. At a jazz club. At a jazz club. I'd like to see either Alien and Scooby Doo. Because uh, Scooby Doo's iconic for crossovers. That'd be amazing. Or um, Alien and I don't know, maybe like Alien and Terminator. I think that could be sick. I, I that's got to be a comic because I think Dark Horse was doing both of those for a while. Okay, I hope um, it is. I think so. Dark I think Horse. Gotta... They did the mask, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They sure did. Woo. There's yeah, there's a Jim Carrey reference here, for the uh, day. And it adds, there is a comic, <laughs> and it adds in another layer. Tell me this isn't the most metal thing you've ever read. The comic oh is called Aliens vs. Predator vs. Terminator. Oh, <laughs> it's a three-way right. battle royale, baby. I'm sold on that. <laughs> yeah, I gotta pick that up That sometime. is hype. That Can't say no. Can't say no. <laughs> I'm just gonna go with Star Wars. That's just—I feel like that seems like the easiest. Of yeah. course, because that I'm would shock that, would that work hasn't happened. So good. That would be pretty insane. Dean, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What's uh? What's your alien crossover? Oh, um, I would like to see aliens and what about alien and Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. I'm, I'm sure Caleb said it, but that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Dude, are you recording another podcast right now? No. He's cheating on if us. If anything, I was looking to see if my Is Delvin Cox on the other line? I was looking you're not to with see us if right now. I know you are. Sci-fi. I was oh. taking a little reroute for a little bit. <laughs> taking a little reroute. <laughs> Which I still don't know if it is. Still is what? My movie I'm picking out. I've, I don't know if it's sci-fi. Oh, not. that's a bad sign. I, well, I think it is. I guess we'll be the judge I, of that. I was going to say, I guess we'll be the judge of that. Um, <laughs> give me... I, I think... Uh, hmm. Uh, you know what? I... Hmm. <laughs> This isn't exactly a crossover, but I just think it'd be cool if Ben 10 could scan an alien oh, onto his thing. That would be cool. That yeah. would yeah. be cool. Yeah, I think I'd that like to see the something. smiling friends react to a xenomorph. I think that would be a funny <laughs> episode. You know, you, oh, yeah. you I would win. like to see the Predator crew, like the guys who were sent to investigate and they run into the Predator Mm. I want them to run into Alien. Oh, and see how they fare against yeah. That would be mm. cool. I agree with that. There is an episode of um, Regular Show and an episode of Dexter's Lab where there is a xenomorph. Like, it is a xenomorph, undoubtedly. <laughs> yeah, yeah I know the Dexter's Lab one. I've seen that, but not the Regular Show one. Yeah, it's, it's always nice just seeing him pop up in media. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised Regular Show did it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, almost every TV show has done it. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, even you've got uh, you've got Avengers: Infinity War. They're making alien references in that as well. Where Spider Man's yeah. going to Doctor Strange, saying, "Please don't plant plant your eggs in me and have them come out of my chest or something yeah. like that." Yeah, <laughs> actually, he says that it. to Mantis. Yeah. 
Um, hello, my baby. Yeah, hello, my yeah. <laughs> Drew knows what Spaceballs I'm saying. Spaceballs is a good one as well. And it's the same guy. It's oh, John it Hurt in Spaceballs, yeah. He took oh, a cameo actor. in Spaceballs, yeah. yeah. And oh, then goes, that's cool. not again. And then he dies <laughs> at the bar. Not again. Matt hates that movie. I hate Spaceballs. Garbage movie. <laughs> so bad. I gotta rewatch uh, it. <laughs> Um, oh. uh, but yeah, later on in my life, I the first Alien movie I saw was Alien vs. Predator. I, I rented mm. it because I was still a little young. I wasn't yet able to purchase the rated R films. But uh, uh, Alien vs. Predator is PG-13. And it, I, I liked it. I liked it as a kid. I think I still like it. It's one of those guilty pleasures. Not necessarily high class, but it's... It's Alien versus Predator. You get what you got, you know. You can't be. You can't walk out of that movie disappointed. I feel like <laughs> so, you get what you got. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and then years later, I was walking around like Target with Drew, and we came across the four pack of Alien, oh. Alien, Aliens, Alien Three, and Alien Resurrection. I think that's what. It was yeah, called. yeah. Um, and I was like. Let's get this. Let's uh, let's just watch all the aliens. And then for a while, Drew and I were just getting together and we'd watch like an alien movie every time. And I just like fell in love with this series. Like I, this is one that's got like, it's got the comics. It's got the video games. It's got the movies. It's one of those franchises that I, I just love. Uh, and this first movie is my favorite of the bunch i know i i'm gonna ask you guys this alien or aliens i feel like that's the day and age question alien i gotta go with alien just because of the innovation i think it's it's difficult because like recency bias we just watched alien yeah no i say alien solid Oh, okay, <laughs> you're wrong, Caleb. There's no recency I'm, bias. I'm also we did go not with just Alien. Watch it. Uh, this watching this again oh. at this point uh, cemented this movie as like my number two movie of all time. Hell yeah! So it's it in my top. Seem 10. like a hard decision. Seems like Alien right off the bat. I gotta rewatch Aliens because that movie was also like okay. I remember watching that and being like, oh damn. This movie's good too. <laughs> they did it again. <laughs> Is that where they get Ripley back and they're like, "You killed these things before." Mm-hmm. Wait, is that That's with um, the queen? Is that with the the game over, man? Oh, game shoot. over. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, <laughs> I do like that movie. I had I'm Godzilla in the last alien. episode. I gotta have this beauty oh, out for this yeah. one. <laughs> You've got the alien queen right there. Yeah, I do. She's she sadly does not appear in this movie, but I mean, no. world's I I best like that, mother, though. fictional mother. Well, yeah, don't put, don't put all your eggs in one basket. First, introduce <laughs> the alien, don't. get the people spooked, and then you gotta have yeah. something new the next movie. Yep, don't alien. put all your eggs in one spaceship. Am I right? Am I right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I sorry, I'm still not done with my initial thoughts. The longest initial thoughts ever. But I, I, I just I love this movie. This is the one I've seen it ever since I first watched it. I've seen 
the theatrical cut. I've seen the director's cut. I've seen the director's commentary cut. And so this was my first time, like actually, or not, I've probably seen the theatrical cut multiple times too, but it was my first time in a few months watching just the normal cut at least. And it's just so good. It never gets old to me. Everything, every time I watch it, it just feels fresh. I went and saw it in theaters. I I saw it in theaters when they did that uh, anniversary re-release. And that was one of the best just theatrical experiences ever uh and my car broke down on the way home so i'll always remember that as well that was when eddie was on his last last leg oh no (laughs) rest in peace um but yeah that's my initial thoughts it's finally over (laughs) caleb your turn buddy (laughs) all right uh i so much like halloween uh whenever i'd get grounded from a gaming system or something like that I just I'd go on AMC channel 27 and just watch whatever movies were on there. And my first one of the first ones that was on there, other than Halloween, was Ali- the entire Alien series. They'd play one through four, the entire thing. I think sometimes they'd play Prometheus. Oh, nice. Um, and my first time watching an Alien movie was Alien Two, and I tuned it in like. 15 minutes in before if you know the scene i'm talking about it's a little girl in water and then you just see that xenomorph come mm. up from a, above the water and it's just standing there oh yeah it is just one of the most terrifying things and i think that's really when i fell in love with it and wanted uh just to see like more of it uh since then i have made it a tradition to basically watch it every single year uh september is kind of my alien month so i go through like a lot of the alien movies i don't always make it all the way through but yeah that's normally what i do uh i've i've watched this movie so many umpteen times i watched this movie four times coming up to this showing right here (laughs) uh once with the normal cut once with the directors and then there's also another cut but with a different so the composer who made the music for this movie wanted the music to be completely different. And then he got shut down and was told, nope, we need this completely different. We need it this way. Um, they still kept that music and uh, they made a version of the movie with the what the composer wanted the music oh. to be. So I also watched that version. It's, um, oh, it's a little weird. I wanted to see that. Yeah, I it's didn't a know about that. <laughs> but it it's sounds still super pretty cool. good. Yeah uh nice. so yeah that's just how i grew up with this movie series hell yeah nice well, that musical cut is that what is the music like in it is yeah like... so it's i've got right here it's the 4k ultimate collector's edition Ooh, um ultimate. so it's got both the final theatrical isolated score by jerry goldsmith and then the composer's original isolated score by jerry goldsmith it's the the his version is much more like romanticized and it, the music is much different than what you get here where it's like it is very grand but it's it's more yeah i would say it more fits in like a lord of the rings or something like that style movie. Oh, okay. it kind of fits but not really a little bit more movie yeah i yeah, guess exactly. yeah nice nice dean your initial thoughts on alien um 
I was kind of excited to watch it. it. I think I only watched it once other than this time. And so I was like, yeah, I'm due to watch it again. I was looking for uh, which version I was going to get. I didn't even check if it was on streaming this time. I just bought it. So I'm like, yeah, it's good enough. I'll buy it. And um, I looked at the big four pack and I was like 38 bucks. So I was like, ah. Let's get the one movie, but do I want nah, the director's cut? Out. That four pack's phenomenal. Do I want the director's cut though, or the theatrical cut? So I'm like, okay, well, they're both 117 minutes, so I don't know what was cut in the director's version. I don't know. So I just got the theatrical cut, and uh, that's what I watched. It was a good watch. Um, Scary for the time. Scary for the time. That's not too far apart from uh, New Hope Star Wars. Was New Hope scary at the time? Well, no, but it was like space. <laughs> it was in space. Yeah. And oh, like two different the time looks it came space. out. Yeah. Yep. They're like two years apart. I think it it is scary for the time, but I think it's still scary for this time. Even like I I am. Um, sickened by the egg situation where the the face huggers <laughs> yeah i don't like the face huggers <laughs> yeah yeah no i'm sure we'll talk about those yeah. <laughs> they're great they're great uh nice drew your initial thoughts on alien uh my first experience with alien was back in middle school i had this friend named parker and uh oh, i went I remember to his- parker do you? Okay, yeah. Uh, Man, I, I forgot about Parker. <laughs> hey, I kind of did too until I was thinking about wow. the first time I watched this. And uh, yeah, we you know we used to hang out quite a bit. And um, we I remember we just decided one day, you know what, we're going to try and watch some of the Alien movies. And we were in like this back like storage room of his basement for some reason. He just had like a flat screen in this storage oh. room. So we're surrounded by like all these crates of junk and we're just kind of sitting on these two folding chairs watching. I think we started with Prometheus because that just came out at the time. Mm. And then um, I think we watched the first one. I'm not sure if we ever made it much further than that. But then, yeah, later down the line, hanging out with Matthew we decided we were going to get that four pack and just kind of watch them over the course of time. And it very quickly became one of my favorite franchises. Um, holds a very special place in my heart to this day. And, you know, at any moment, I am down for an alien marathon. Sign me yeah. up. My just first time <laughs> watching the alien movies, my brother Will was like, I'm going to show you the alien movies. And we just watched them in his basement. He had like a projector set up and. That was pretty cool. Watched them all in a cool. row. Yeah. So. Oh, you did true marathon. Yeah, I had a good yeah. true marathon for my first time. I did That's get sleepy. Sweet. Doing an alien, <laughs> alien marathon is like you get like four hours of like, oh yeah, these are fantastic movies, and then you and get then you hit a wall. Yeah, and then you're like, yeah. Ooh, you get a comedy, but. <laughs> You a yeah, you watch piece. the first two and you're just in a race car going a hundred miles per hour. You're like, this is cinema doesn't get any better. And then you hit Alien Three and it's just you're in the grass. 
are religious people. Uh, we have this tale yeah. tradition, and I'm going to spend two hours talking about it. Uh, and then we might have some POV shots of a dog that we strapped a camera to run down a hallway. And uh, the next one, Ridley's going to be really good at basketball. Yeah, Alien 3 is very boring. <laughs> Alien, Alien 4, 4 is a is, fever dream. It is a fever dream. Alien it's 4. a comedy. <laughs> it's enjoyable for all the very wrong reasons. For all ages. Mm-hmm. I love the for human all ages. alien in that movie. <laughs> yeah, the, oh god, the human alien. It's so alien. goofy looking, it but is. It's, it's, it's just, it's got charm. Yeah, That's my beautiful baby boy. You be yeah. kind. <laughs> you be kind. <laughs> This, I mean, this movie. I mean, let's let's just get into it. Those first shots, uh, beautiful set design. Yeah. Oh my god, absolutely! I could go on and yeah, on. Yeah, let and me just count how, how many times because... I say this. Uh, one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six. Just me six. gushing about how the, how good the set design yes, is. In yes, yes, I do in, love it. In the I... behind the scenes, it's crazy. Just like it's like most of the behind the scenes, it feels it's just talking about building the set and just yep. all this like production value that was put in all these different minds collaborating. And it got to the point where, you know, the actors are in there and they feel like this is a real moving, working ship because of how detailed it is there there. It, well, not only just that, it was a ship. Like you were in comms, you could go down the hallway yeah. and hit the hit the one wow. bay. You could go right, oh, and wow. you'd be in the. It was literally like you were it in the ship. You could not connected. escape it. It oh, was I, all connected. I could have kind of guessed just because, like at the very start, there's that sweeping shot of like it goes down one hallway and it like transitions to another yeah. hallway, and it's it it's all connected. And it feels, and then it like pan to a door down that hallway that opens up into the room, and it, it's like yeah, they they built all that. It's all connected. It's a intricate set. It shows one just, of, it just shows how much like I drew. You watched a little bit of it, so you'll know what I'm talking about here. Ridley Scott and just the entire team. I doubt there's not even a single second of this movie that wasn't first illustrated to show to producers. I don't think there's a single scene that wasn't first drawn out on paper, like actual visualized storyboarded, and then they showed it. That's how much work and time went into getting every single one of these sets and every single one of these scenes completely perfect. Yeah, it's it's extremely admirable because you can just imagine how tedious it was every step of the process and... Um, something fascinating that I didn't know is that this all kind of started and I mean, it wasn't like a direct reason for, I guess it kind of was, it like all spawned this idea of alien because of, um, John Carpenter, his master thesis film, dark star. Yeah. (laughs) That's something that I had no idea about. The writer of Alien, the the writer of Alien, worked on Dark Star, but hated how his Alien worked out. So, okay, the entire he made a script, and all the producers hated the scripts, and it wasn't going to get signed except for one scene. And this scene saved the entire movie. It made the entire movie actually happen. The chestburster. Yep, you guys are going to be able to guess it easily. It's the chestburster. If there's no chestburster scene, this movie would have never existed. Yep, Alien. Yeah. yeah, and 
I mean, it's it is very understandable at the same time, though, because Hollywood with scripts and uh, they're so cutthroat. Uh, when it comes to something that's just like truly original like this, like that's never been done before. The idea of an alien kind of impregnating a human Dude. host. Um, yeah, that was definitely captivating to any of like the producers that were handed the script. Um, yeah. That scene with the chestburster, I'm pretty sure that's a scene where the actors around the chestburster guy didn't know that it was actually going to happen. They knew yeah. it was going to happen. It just didn't work so many times that when it finally did work, one of the actresses on set oh, yeah. got splashed in the face with blood and <laughs> she fell back and was scarred. But yeah. the producer or the, the directors were like, she's doing great at acting. But no, she's actually screaming for her life because she's scarred now. There, there was yep. a couple people that um, didn't know, though, about it. And that they was just yeah. like genuine reactions. Yeah, yeah that's what Veronica Cartwright is the one who gets sprayed Lambert in the yep. movie. She she won a Saturn for this performance. <laughs> Saturn? I've, like a I car? Think that, she won a new car? Uh, yeah, she won a brand new car. Congratulations brand new to Saturn. Her. Yep. So I, I think that shot of the blood spraying on her and her screaming has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a genuine reaction. So it's great. It's a great yeah, performance. It worked out I think very, very well. It's funny uh, because the girl who plays Lambert uh, in one of the scenes, she <laughs> slaps the shit out of. Uh, yeah, that was a real hit. Like, yeah, she literally <laughs> just smacks yep, the shit because, out of Ripley. Yeah, because she Sigourney. Well, Sigourney kept trying to dodge it every single shot. Sigourney would dodge it, so she went in full force and just bam. Yeah. Sigourney <laughs> just didn't dodge could, it. And yeah, well, she, I mean, every single time it was a little bit slower. And then uh, Ridley Scott was like, "Hit it this time." Yeah, like, <laughs> hit her this time. Actually, so made contact. She made sure that she uh, hit Sigourney and Weaver that time. You can you can tell that Sigourney Weaver's reaction is like, "I'm ready to fight this bitch," yeah. because she like <laughs> starts like throwing her against the wall and stuff. It's great. I hope <laughs> they're having good times on set. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think they were yeah. some of the time. They were having good times on set, and it was funny because, uh, from what I've learned at least, the dynamic was the two downstairs people, Parker and I can't remember what the other dude's name is. Uh, uh, Parker let's... and the other dude, the other dude, the yeah. hat Dallas? guy, I'm gonna call him. Oh, hat no, guy. No, Dallas is the uh, Brett. Um, they were in their the own. the one that gets of, killed by the alien. There first. was a lot of yeah. There was a lot of like back and forth between those two guys and the rest of the ship crew, and that really helped out with the whole dynamic because that's what it was in the movie as well. Those mm. guys always trying to get raises, and then yeah, you know, it's all about the like, money. No. <laughs> I I like that when they the mother open or wakes them up. Uh, they're all having that first breakfast around the table. Every single one of them has a cigar or a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, that's gotta be the worst bright. Like your cereal's gonna taste like smoke. Everything's tinged. I, I was thinking, like, you know, imagine being addicted to cigs, and then you go into space and you have a limited supply of cigs. Like, what if you're a really bad smoker? Oh, you go yeah. through like a pack a day. Like, you're gonna be fiending. 
Wouldn't that be a great way to quit smoking, though? Yeah. Like being in yeah. hypersleep for like a hundred years? A yeah. No more punt you down. I feel like that'd be a great way to quit that smoking. That would so I'd be running out of breath and be like, I gotta stop smoking. He's <laughs> gonna get me. No, uh, I want to bring up the what I think is probably one of my favorite aesthetics. I. I, I played the game Alien Isolation, and I said this a mm-hmm. lot during that. I'll talk more about that game later. Uh, but that the, the aesthetic of this movie, what I'm going to call, like, vintage futuristic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's or one like of my favorite. Aste- futurism. Yeah, I think I like that aesthetic even more. I think that's my favorite space aesthetic out there. Oh, I, 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 I love think, that, too. I think that I think I like fantastic. all the beeps and the noises and the old computer screens <laughs> mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it feels way more realistic than those, like, in Star Wars, you get these huge hologram projectors. And they can yeah, project, really? Or even in, like, Marvel and stuff like and that. It just it's feels... the same thing. And they it talked about that. They talked about that in the behind the scenes too, where yeah, just like the technology feels more tangible because like even the set is composed of all like these big, you know, practical objects like um, just ripped from other electronics and thrown into the set. And yeah, that mm-hmm. makes it feel a lot more realistic, a lot more engaging. I'm and- glad. I'm glad uh- that the self destruct was not just the lever; it was a pretty. Oh, you had yeah, to do a bunch a of steps to get it yeah. working. Yeah, yeah you gotta like pull up the little I wrote things. that down in my notes is that you do that exact sequence in Alien Isolation oh, that cool. she did. It was really, when I was watching that, that was the first time I noticed that that was the same thing that you do in that game. <laughs> I, I'm glad you really like retro future aesthetic because I, I adore that. Like Bioshock, um, that game, I think that applies it so perfectly. This universe, it's fantastic. Love it. I'm, another yeah, hot I, I agree. Take that I might have uh, is the score in this movie. I think it's my favorite score for 2023 that Dial Up has covered so far. Oh no, I, I'd for say for 2023, it's... it's not much then. Yeah, yeah. no, I would say that's for this year, it's my so favorite far, too. But... <laughs> but... Yeah, I, right fantastic. Now, that's, that's definitely my. It's definitely. My I favorite. disagree. I mean. Uh, Big Daddy had that cover of Sweet Dreams Are Made of These uh, of that I just really I can't believe well I've forgotten. You know, that so well perfectly. Used, so. <laughs> that, wait, no, was it, what did they have the awful cover of? Sweet Dreams uh, Are Made of These played for two mine. seconds. Yeah, that yeah. was the awful cover. Yes. Okay, sorry. That was by far the best score we've covered this year. <laughs> yeah, just don't clearly. forget about Sweet Dreams, though. Like, that was put... The, yeah, the all two seconds of, of it? music... Oh, mm-hmm. uh, right when, when they're walking down that hallway, he pisses himself. I love that. Yeah, he pisses the bed, and they're walking, and then it's just boom, boom. It's I so love that. Intense. It's so great. Yeah, Alien ain't got shit on this. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, I don't know. I think I like the Alien score, but I think I prefer Shin Godzilla's. I I just oh, I think of that music a lot more. I I do not. I have to disagree, but I'm, that's fine. Yeah, we can all have fine. opinions. I'm not a Shin Godzilla fan. What did that's I rate fine. Shin Godzilla? You shit on it. I don't even okay, want to talk good. about Shin I want Godzilla. To make sure I shit on it. <laughs> um, one one thing. This is probably like the biggest thing that I admire about this movie. And every time I watch this, this amazes me because I feel like none of it aged poorly. None of it. Like, no, everything feels so foreign to begin with. And just like the team of artists they had collaborating on everything was so genius. Um, it Like nothing other than the footage itself and the occasional outdated slang from like the 70s 
makes you think, ah, yeah, this was made in the 70s. Because like, mm-hmm. the effects still look great. The set design is on point. Like, it all holds up, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think a lot of that has to do with that retro-futuristic uh, art design, as well as, like, H.R. Geiger's yeah. influence oh. of that alien world, uh, where, yeah. like... Like I'm, we we should talk about H.R. Geiger regardless yep. because yeah, his fingerprints are to all that over man. this thing. But the, the guy that designed the alien, yeah. <laughs> Dude, he was originally only supposed to design the alien, but then they were like, no, he has to design everything involving the that crash ship, the Ooh. the um the alien world they go to. Yep. It, so it all has this kind of coherency to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I like it that. feels so it has that great contrast to the ship as well, because it is literally designed by two separate people. Yeah. I I love that. I, like that. I, oh, I highly recommend going and just looking up HR uh if you want to see the actual artwork that is Oh, I what think I've used. seen his it's artwork. Called, I think it's Necronomica. Yeah. Necronomicon like is the book. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, Necronomica, I think, is the art piece yeah, that art. he did for... Um, yeah, his like, collection. Yeah. I know art. Necronomicon is the H.P. Lovecraft book, yeah. No, I'm saying he but... released a book called oh, the Necronomicon. Right. You're right, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're no, right. <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> saying he... HP Lovecraft. He took it from Bruce Campbell. I had that'd be another cool crossover: Evil Dead and oh, Alien. That, oh, yeah, that would that would go that crazy would. hard. That would go hard. I had Ash as my dunce until I found out he was a robot. I thought you were saying Ash Williams because <laughs> we were talking about <laughs> yeah, Evil Dead. I was a little confused too. I don't know if um, I think I think I could keep it. Yeah, I I'm I gonna, side with that. I think Ash is the uh, dunce. I'm gonna yeah. go. With, I'm gonna go with Kane. Kane? Dude saw an egg and went, wow, something's moving. <laughs> oh, Holy yeah. cow. He's my biggest <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, I think indisputably he is the biggest R.I.P. But... Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. As far well, as I don't, Dunce... I don't know. I would say best kill. I would say well, Kane's yeah. got best kill. That's usually, that can be I want to say kill, that is the best R.I.P. I want to say Parker has the biggest R.I.P. He was my Dude, second. Dude jumped in and tackled this alien to try and save his his he coworker went for that he it, didn't bro. even like, and she just stood there and went. Yeah, he should have just went for it. Uh, I'm gonna give her the dunce. Uh, That's another Veronica. fair shout. But then again, That's I'm gonna fair. go back to it. If Kane doesn't reach his head into an entire egg, <laughs> yeah, I understand then the think... movie doesn't happen. Yeah, I think. Kane is the uh, best R.I.P. for that chestburster scene, but I think Dallas is the biggest R.I.P. You don't even see what him. happens to him. He's just gone. Yeah, he's, oh, he's dead. Uh, in a deleted scene, actually. In the director's ha- cut, yeah. you see yep. what happens yeah. to him. Uh, what? He is actually, yep, uh, the alien puts him into the wall, and he has like a chestburster. Like a cocoon. Yep. And then, oh, so like no. he's hanging, he's hanging out of the wall like this, and he, uh, on when they delete it on Ripley's way out. It was just the pacing of the movie. They didn't uh, want to slow it down with an, another interaction with but yeah, the director's cuts. The same runtime as the theatrical cut. They cut a lot of good stuff out of the theatrical for the directors. What? I this is honestly this is one of the movies where I'm like the director's cut. It 
it's good it's just really it's not, it's not it compared to the theatrical i like the oh i was gonna say i thought you were gonna say you prefer the director oh, yeah. no, the i prefer theatrical i've, I've seen, seen the director's cut before but uh this is not what i watched on this watch through yeah i watched theatrical for this but yeah. i i prefer the theatrical but i don't think the director's cut is bad i don't think it's bad either i just think the theatrical paces itself way better yeah i agree with that i was shook when ash's head got smacked off (laughs) when that happened i was like whoa the milkman yeah the milkman the milkman i feel like this was i i love how uh ridley scott put this um this was one of the first movies where i'm gonna quote him here um, that really has just like a corporate paranoia. I love how he yeah, framed that. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Where this big business that's doing them is the bad guy. There, mm-hmm. you you yeah. can't be trusting them. It's and true. I can't think of true. a movie really before this that like really enacts that really well. Matthew, Matthew ahead. Drew, could I have? Um, I I know what shirt I want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I want a Wayland Utani shirt. Uh, make, make me look like I'm a hard-working space miner. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Can do Above that. the age of 18. I, yeah, I, it's something like, like, they do definitely dive into it more as the series goes on, but mm-hmm. I wanted a movie that almost, like, hyper-focused on that, like, uh, association, and then, like, you know, they, it could even take like, place, like, at this corporation, um like the main headquarters or something and there's like a xenomorph outbreak or something like i think that'd be cool oh i I think it would probably be like a bit more of a deep dive into the story of this company well because there's there's a lot of deep dive into the story of the company yeah there is prometheus and uh covenant but i've always wanted to like see the company yeah like nowadays like during 1979's alien yeah 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 yeah. that would be because cool. you i think you see it for a little bit at the start of aliens i think she goes to wayland yutani to like yeah, recover yep, or something oh yeah they can, or they don't convince her they basically force her to go <laughs> yeah but yeah i do agree the but i do also like it as like the shadow corporation of like what does wayland yutani do it's it's like um yeah it's well, like the Lego movie where Emmett's like, they're great. They make all our security cameras and voting machines. <laughs> and, wait a minute. <laughs> I like I like Wayland Utani for that aspect of it. And um I, I like uh, I like Ash being a little yeah. uh double agent of sorts, his own ulterior motives acting as the company. Yeah, no, I this watch through. I watched it like trying to really put myself in the shoes of like a someone like seeing this for the first time in theaters, and mm-hmm. I feel like this is like a scary movie, dude. Like for yeah, that whole like corporate reason, and like you know, Ash turns out to be a robot. But I mean, obviously, all this stuff regarding the alien too. It's it's mind blowing. This is the thing, is that this movie. And this is why I have so much respect to Ridley Scott about this. This movie could have been done so poorly. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a million ways to mess it up. They perfected every single shot they needed to to get this movie made. And it's ridiculous. Because, like, one of the crew workers ends up being a robot. That sounds stupid. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but then you see it in the movie and just how well it's done and you're like okay crap holy, like they really pulled this off there was because 
when I see him start sweating the milk or whatever it is that comes out yeah. of this man, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I couldn't figure out at first what was happening to him. Yeah, the in, milk the, man, bro. in the behind the scenes, I feel like it made me get a very large appreciation for that because there's people like, you know, producers that like earlier drafts were given to along the line and they were like, yeah, this is shit. Like, I don't want to make this movie. I don't want to be attached yeah. to this movie. But then, like, it just happened to fall upon this miracle of well, it Ridley, was Ridley Scott. Yeah, and, it was Ridley Scott uh, and the storyboarding. He showed everything. Yeah. He showed, this is how it's going to look. This they is were, what it's going to happen. Because and, of that, they were able to double the budget. And exactly. That's, mm -hmm. that, yeah, that meant everything to them as a cast. Like, and. I'm glad that you tried to put yourself in the shoes of someone who's never seen it before or like knows nothing because the marketing for this movie, it yeah. they didn't show the alien in any exactly. of the trailers. Yeah. The cast weren't allowed to talk about the alien. So when you were in the theaters in what, 1979, um, you are scary. seeing all of this for yeah. the first time. I like, know. And this when, only, only being a year after see. Star Wars, too. It's like you haven't seen much of like this genre of filmmaking even in the no, 70s. Oh, yeah. Sci-fi is and, so new at this stage. Like even space And even movies. the poster is that it's just the cracked egg. And yeah. that yeah. And best tagline to any movie mm -hmm. ever. No, in space, no one can hear you scream. I love I think that. that is I the best that. tagline to any movie ever. Sci-fi was like their TikTok. It's their new form of entertainment. That's the all the craze those days. So you're saying TikTok is like your alien. Sci-fi back Not then mine. more like superhero <laughs> movies today. Yeah, 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 super movie, super yeah. I don't think we're, we're I think the... I would disagree oh. purely because I mean, side Star Wars didn't invent sci-fi. No. Alien didn't. No, no. It, like they had. There was a big sci-fi boom in the fifties. Yeah, post World War right. II. I think it got huge with two thousand one. It's uh, it's more yeah, or less the production it... uh, yes, of sci-fi movies that made okay. marvelous jumps. Yep. Okay. I did. I just didn't want to get the wrong idea out there. For that, yeah. Like, I'm this, gonna, yeah, this no, I'm did gonna, it first. Well, I am gonna hype up my boy Star Wars. Star Wars really was the thing, though, that rocketed uh, yeah. sci-fi. Yeah, of course. Once Star Wars came out, everyone was like, "Space movie, no, <laughs> space movies." <laughs> I, and I do credit Star Wars. I think that Star Wars is a huge component to why Alien was such a success because. People were ready to go back out to space, and uh, <laughs> maybe it wasn't exactly yeah, what they were, were expecting. expecting this, but <laughs> Star Wars is a little less paranoid mm -hmm. and inducing. Like because what year did New Hope come out? Seventy eight, seventy seven, seventy seven. So two years after A New Hope put wonder into space, and like it's this inspiring story of heroism. This puts the dread in space. Like this, yeah. like I they, don't like space anymore. They, I, bro, I've got like, one. I've got one note that just says space is so effing cool. It <laughs> is, but scary. scary. Yeah, and scary. But scary. It's it's the it's, fear of the unknown. What's scarier, like they, space or death? Uh, space. Uh, space is scarier is, than death. 
I don't know. I mean, those are both like the two big questions humanity has unanswered. What happens Brother, after you're... death and are <laughs> yeah. we the only ones in the universe? I'd say they're both equally as terrifying. <laughs> but which one? If I had to choose one, he just said equally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I mean, you're talking to the guy that had a mental breakdown in the uh, space museum at Chicago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's interesting to wonder if somebody is more scared of their life ending than finding out about stuff in space. I'm. I'd rather I'm, find out about stuff in space. I'm. I'm yeah. I, there's been this age-old question that's gone around. Was like, if you could live forever, would you? And it's just like, I'm trying to, I always try and convince myself no, because, you know, it sucks to see everyone else around you die yeah. and stuff like I, that. Be terrible. Yeah, the planet's going to go live long too. enough. you live long enough to where space travel will be a thing. Like, in college, we learned about, like, you the hope. chemistry behind, or I learned about the chemistry behind the, the pillars of creation and shit like that, and how all that comes together and works, and about all the universes out there and everything. That's something I know I won't in my lifetime ever, but that's something I would love to see. That's something I feel like I would live yeah. a no, long I, time. I, I agree. A coalition of planets. I would love to see just like, yeah, space travel, being able to venture out and see if there's other life out there. And we were, we were talking about this a little bit last night, Caleb. Do, do you think that we're like the marble from Men in Black? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking about that because can we name a bigger fictional character than that yeah. marble guy? Dude had yeah, a universe as the sign of a as the size of a marble. Yeah, and he was playing a I... game with it. Oh, I, I never don't know put why, two and two but with that. like I just know the season or maybe not the season, maybe the series finale of the anime Gurren Lagann. They are <laughs> like fighting. Like they're throwing galaxies at each other, and they're like, "What?" It gets crazy. In a universe is different, though. I I don't know what anything means. They're just big clusters of stars, and they're like making drills out (laughs) of them because that's what they do on that show. Once Matt starts learning a certain amount of space, he's like, "I don't want to know anymore." (laughs) I do. I I, I step back. I step. I don't know. I'm a galaxy, universe, star. I don't know. It's all the same to me. We don't need to talk about it. Let's talk about the Nostromo for a second because I want to talk about that ship. That ship is. I love that ship. It's I very think, blocky. It, I yeah, like, it's clunky see, this looking. This is the thing. They made a haunted cathedral mansion into a spaceship. How do you that do is? that? Look at look at the Nostromo well, right now and tell me that doesn't look cathedral like. It's more yeah, it's more or less just like the artistic influences on it that yeah, they like they looked at like cathedrals and stuff and then referenced that four parts of the ship on the outside and even on the inside at times the nostromo was so big it exploded three times yeah well what's crazy <laughs> yeah. is the nostromo is a towing vehicle that's like the equivalent uh, of a space tugboat yeah imagine yeah. how big like actual spaceships are and they're they, probably just star destroyers they often <laughs> refer like the word tugboat as well <laughs> They often refer it's to the cast boat. as uh, space truckers. Yep. Space yeah. Truckers yeah. in outer space. That's the they cast. Do. Of it. I I was on um, Parker's side when he's like, I'm just going to say we're a commercial ship, not a rescue ship. We we shouldn't even have to bother with this. So let's just nope. keep on They trucking. shouldn't have to, but yeah, it's regulation. They got to. It's regulation? 
Yeah. Drew, I'm curious if you saw this part in the documentary, but during, so when they're unloading the ship to go down to the alien planet, they undock um, and you see part of the Nostromo, just a small part. Uh, that part is the same part they used for R2-D2's leg. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. What? And also... I like, I like when they're landing on that planet, and it it almost takes me out, but I like... They're almost like hanging Christmas lights on the bottom yeah, of the ship. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> that, that, that did get a weird look from me. I was like, oh, what is that? I always look at that, and I'm like, that doesn't look right. <laughs> For one, I think that planet is very well designed. Um, I think it has very cool visuals just like as a planet itself. But the the ship, the alien ship that they come across, um, oh God, I love that whole like cockpit area. Just um, it's truly just Geiger's like masterpiece right there. That whole room, it was like a $500,000 set piece. And um, it's, it's really cool because they like used – little kids they had little yeah, kids in astronaut up. suits to what? make the room seem much larger in scale so yeah they're not even adults uh in that scene they're just kids in astronaut suits and it makes the room feel a lot more bigger and yeah i love that it's it's creativity that when they're like outside that. of the ship it's it's a mix of both like when they're on the planet and then also when they are in the alien ship and I want to talk about the engineer as well. Or the yeah. guy sitting in the chair. I know. I, Holy cow, the work that went into that as well. Like Geiger's so using, really. Geiger's using actual like animal bone and yeah. stuff like that to give it oh, that look. And it's just like how good it is because you can't really tell where the organic matter starts and mm-hmm. where the ship like I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With that. And that, <laughs> like, that's it, it's so it's so good. That's like and the honest... big appeal with that art is that a lot of it is like um it's like biomechanical like yeah, art like bioengineer. Yeah. I don't type. and I also don't wanna to shit on the alien series, but then Prometheus comes along and in my opinion <laughs> ruins it. it. It just does uh... that scene but kinda worse. Yeah. Um, so but... is Prometheus an alien movie? Yes, Prometheus. Yeah, it is. It's technically it's a prequel. prequel. It's technically the beginning of it all. But, um, but there's there's not a single alien in it. There's that, not a single xenomorph. Oh. That giant gunner, like that, makes me think that like I really want to see like an alien of that caliper. You know, like an actual live one in a film, maybe oh. later down the line that looks well, similar to that. That that thing that we see, the engineer, that that entire. This is what ruins it for me. That's a suit. The alien, the engineer, the guys that are inside of it are inside that. Oh, wait. Like, even in this movie, it's yeah, supposed to be movie. a suit? Yep. Because they okay. go to, in Prometheus, they go to that exact ship, or it's like the exact same ship, and they see this is when, like, it's fresh. Like, the guy, ju- the alien in there just crashed or something like that. They oh, go in yeah. there and they're like, holy crap. That. And then they crack it open and. There's a dude in there, and then at the end of the movie, he goes back into it, and that's what we see at the end. So it's I a honestly, guy I prefer in... it. Yeah, it's a guy in a suit, but that's not how it was with this film, and yeah. that's what I like. Yeah, yeah I, I like, I like with the intentionality that this one was supposed to be like its own giant alien or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's a cool concept. Yeah, I love that detail of the the 
bone in the chest broken yeah, and concave yeah. mm-hmm. because the foreshadowing of what mm-hmm. because you watch this his first time in 1979 you don't know what the alien does right yeah. so like yeah. it, it's like this clever foreshadowing and also it's like such a big creature that this happened to that really elevates the threat of the xenomorph itself that's like if it can mess this up what's it gonna do to the ship of uh space truckers as it yeah. were so that's right. like being said as like another alien that got the same fate from the xenomorphs like the xenomorphs uh, killed that long, one long long oh <laughs> i didn't watch prometheus so to me that's what it is yeah <laughs> it's it's uh, i just, uh, <sighs> <laughs> 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 really quite pain him yeah, so you, should, they, you should watch prometheus yeah i do want to see it but I'm nervous. Yeah, you should be nervous. Let's just the say only thing I know great. about it is Michael vagina Fassbender snakes. plays a, a character in those movies that becomes prevalent in the downfall of that species. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Man. Ripley was my MVP. Ripley's of course. MVP. Oh, yeah. yeah of course. She's it's my MVP in any movie. If, if anyone doesn't say Ripley, <laughs> oh, Drew's not the biased. MVP. I am biased. You know, any even. Movie. Yeah, you could you could ask me who's my MVP in Shrek. I would say Ellen Ripley. Ripley Ellen is Ripley. just such a good character. It's not even mm-hmm. funny. Is she, like yeah. how much Sigourney Weaver just absolutely nailed what she had to be for this role. It's yeah. stupid. And it's I mean, we could also talk about how she's like become a big female icon and yeah, she was she like at the time like this was, you know, one of the first like really badass like female castings where um, you know, it could have been a male, it could have been a woman, but they chose to make it a woman and it worked out fantastic. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's because mm-hmm. they weren't like writing it like, this is going to be such a badass woman. Well, they, they just they, wrote the yeah. character and they then casted did, who fit it best. They did all envision the protagonist being a male, but yeah. um, as what? for like the entirety of the crew, they labeled it as unisex. So they said they were exactly. willing to go either way on any member show us what you got that worked out really well. every character was uh unisex and i think like we were uh dean kind of alluded to it but it's just like nowadays it feels like characters are written to be like this is gonna be the strong female one she's the she's not this like will other certainly girls. cater to this audience, and now yeah. this person will cater to this audience. But it feels so pandering and preachy nowadays. Yeah. But back then, like Ellen, she never brings up like, uh, like need any help, boys, and then flamethrowers <laughs> an alien. You know, girls she's just badass on her own. Girls, yeah, girls get, get it done. done. But how are you going to get through all of them? Don't worry. Girls get it done. And I think that's the appeal. Like, that's why men and women love this character. You know, yeah. she's just herself. She is. I love it. I-, I love Ripley. Like, I was thinking about this earlier. I was thinking about just various female characters in media. And Ripley, I'm really struggling to say, but, like, she might be my favorite one ever. She's up really? there for me, too. She's up there. And see, like people have called Ripley a final girl before, and I'm like, you're that's the furthest thing. Yeah. Because no, a final it... girl, like I see, if you put if you put Laurie Strode and Michael Myers in a room together, no doors, 
and have him go at it. Michael Myers is brutalizing <laughs> Laurie yeah. Strode. Yeah. If you put a xenomorph and and Ripley in a room together, no walls. <laughs> Ripley's got her flamethrower. That alien is getting torched over seventy times. I yeah, don't think what? there's a contest between those two. Really? I thought Ripley was going to get annihilated. If it's just her Ripley and the thing is in the too room. smart. Ripley is too... Yeah. She just knows how to work everything. I think maybe, like, as a first watch through, if you were watching this back in the 70s, like, maybe you would... You could have that impression. But, like, if you look at the other movies down the line, it's like, no, she is undoubtedly a badass, and she oh, okay. is, like, cunning. She's constantly thinking about what to do next. I think I'd meet somewhere in the middle. I'd say you put him in a room, it's 50-50 who's coming out on top every time. Because I think it all, I think to give credit to how badass Ripley is, but also to how just unstoppable they created yeah. the xenomorph. Yeah, well, to like where... how Ash was describing it, how it's literally just like a perfect apex predator it's a perfect mm-hmm. organism yeah yep. and, and even as that face hugger they cut it in it the blood they yeah. show is acidic and burns through just level after level of the ship and they say i think hudson says later in the movie like you don't want to kill it because like that's so that's the last use, thing you want to do is that yeah. why they use flamethrowers because I think they just—that's all they have. I don't think they have. Most animals are afraid of fire, and that's the logic they use behind it. Yeah, and it works. And, uh, I yeah, was talking they, about that with the movie. I'm like, you know, if aliens do show up, a flamethrower might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the only way they're able to get rid, or Ripley's able to get rid of it, is just by ditching it into space. We don't know yeah. if it's actually dead out there or if it's just floating. Oh, that thing got care. torched. Yeah. That thing got torched in the uh, what's it called? <laughs> it did, but like yeah. even after that, it's still like waving its arms around and stuff as it's flinging off into space. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if that, that means it's still alive or if a it's... thruster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. That, yeah, I said that, Dean. Okay, I was too. Th- I was thinking too hard to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, brain working Sorry. overtime. <laughs> But we, we were, both got it. I guess that's all that matters. We were talking yeah, about like yeah. that room with the engineer in it and like yeah. the amazing work. I want to go to the downstairs of that room where Kane finds the egg. <laughs> Let's go I downstairs. Wanna, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about just how good. I just watched a video that completely described it perfectly. Um, special effects you can make work great if you actually think about it. So many movies nowadays. Just do the absolute dumbest shit. Use mostly CGI and stuff like that. What they did was absolutely perfect. Because when when you first see the egg and then he shines the light on it and you can kind of see through it, and you'll see like the move, the hand, the the face hugger moving. Do you know what that is? Yeah, huh. I do. No, I don't. That's just that's just Ridley Scott with his hands going like this. <laughs> yeah, he's got rubber gloves on, and then like part of the egg is fiberglass, so it's like semi-translucent. Uh, you can see through it, but oh, yeah, no, and, and that works because like you know, a human is very organic, obviously, and they wanted it to have that organic look. It didn't want to look mechanical or yeah, that works. It looked yeah. so simple, and then they did use a lot of like gross materials. On this. Yeah. So like when that egg opens up and you just see that like fleshy layer, 
Oh, I, I hate uh, Drew, it, but I love it. Drew, correct me if I'm wrong. I am pretty sure that is uh, cow stomach lining. Yep, cow stomach lining, and then yep. there oh. is um, sheep intestines. Yep, uh, as oh. the like suction. Yeah, I don't even know what you'd call it. Suction tentacle that comes out. Ew. Yeah. Oh, I Gross. hate that. Oh, don't <laughs> even worry. We've got more to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the xenomorph, I know that. Uh, my favorite fun fact, I'm not going to let you say it, but it has condom lips. The condom? Little lips. I didn't hear condom that. Did you not know this? I did not know this. That is hilarious. You see that cl- very close-up shot, and you see the little translucent lips peel yeah. up as it's like are snarling? Those are condoms. <laughs> I didn't know that. I- yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm glad I got one. (laughs) Fun fact about it: uh, the the Dean, you'll you'll like this. Uh, Here, I've actually I'll pull this out. You're gonna break something, Caleb. (laughs) Caleb is showing us an alien poster. Uh, Yeah, so here we have an alien right here. We have a xenomorph. (laughs) These right here, these are tubes from a Rolls Royce. Oh, the back <laughs> the spines. Back tube? Yeah. The back spines are for tubes of Rolls Royce. All of his exhaust, the xenomorph. Yep. Filter <laughs> the exhaust out of the body. Um, the the thing I love about this movie is that there's never a scene where like an expert comes in and tells you about the xenomorph and like it, like this is an apex predator of uh, this planet and it has yeah. uh, it has bleeds acid and everything it just shows you everything and you have to come up with everything for yourself i know i was gonna say that like this movie is very good at not being on the nose and mm -hmm. that's something that your hand yeah there's there's only one instance where i felt like it was a little bit which was it's a robot ash is a goddamn robot (laughs) i was like yeah that line was really that line didn't that wasn't needed but like yeah beyond that there's like never like even when a dumb example here but like when they're waking up from their cryo sleep they're like there's no sign on the room that says like cryo sleep chamber it's just like yeah it lets you just know what's going on yeah because the thing about the back spines of the alien i just always figured that's how it breathes it Mm. just it breathes through those and there's no nothing has ever told me that yeah that's always just what i've kind of thought you know and i like that it doesn't there's no one that ever says like it this breeds through its back spines and it has this i think this uh eel jaw that comes out and stuff it just shows you and lets you make up uh your own observations about it with with like the two almost like large opposing artists working on the film the one with uh geiger with the very like biomechanical style and then the i forget the other artist's name but the one who worked on the ship primarily um working on like the very you know sought out like mechanical detailed ship Mm -hmm. elements like uh it's it's fascinating like ah I don't know. I was going somewhere with this. Uh, it, it was fascinating uh, how, like, yeah, okay, how it was just, like, so believably constructed. Like, even when it comes to the organisms on Geiger's side, it's like, yeah, you can make assumptions that those back tubes are for breathing. Or, like, mm-hmm. you know, in the ship, like, there's so many switches and stuff that it convinces you that, like, yeah, this could be a very operable ship. Like, everything has its purpose, Mm-hmm. And 
that's just like that extra amount of pre-planning and like forethought that really like drives the point home on screen. It, it puts you there. It makes you believe. That one room that just has all the little blinking lights. It's yeah, like a, like an egg room. Uh, yeah, I love or that mother's room. mother's womb. Yeah, where they go to yeah. talk to mother. It's kind of like you're in the AI ship's brain. Yeah. Kind of. It, it's very cool. I, I love, love that, that room. I... I love the uh, the set design of the egg chamber. Yeah, I, yeah. I absolutely yeah. love that. Just like I don't even know how they did it. Just that that thin layer of mist that uh, he has to yeah. go through, and then all of a sudden, like the color changes on it, and you're like, "Was that like a defense? What the heck was that? Was that defense?" And then I absolutely love how they did the face hugger scene as well. Like how mm-hmm. they got it on there. The entire I... thing is shot in reverse, so it yeah, started oh, right. out with it on his face. And then they just pulled it through the egg. I then, love that. <laughs> and then they just replayed that in reverse, and that's how it ended up working. I, I, I like the small detail that someone says about that room. Like, in the scene, um, uh, Kane, he goes, it feels like the tropics in here. And I don't yeah. know why. I just like that. Like, <laughs> Well, because it's like almost like an incubation chamber. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's they're keeping it tempered. Chamber. Like, they're keeping it tempered oh, and stuff like that. Yeah. I was thinking, like, I don't see many waves or anything. <laughs> <laughs> tropics? What the hell are you talking about? Humidity. I, I love the way they urban. shoot that chamber. The way they show it's like a kind of a close up on Kane as he's descending down into it, and so Kane takes up the entire frame and looks very yeah. big. And then the next shot will be that wide shot, and you barely see Kane descending mm-hmm. into this huge chamber. Yeah. So it's like showing you how, like, it's again that contrast. This movie does so well. It does. Dude, you just talk, that reminded me of the next thing I wanted to talk about when. Um, they're going into the alien spaceship. It's cutting from um, Ripley and Ash's point of view to the team's point of view. And it's just like wind, whole, so much noise. It is loud when you're on that planet and stuff like that. And then you cut to the inside mm-hmm. of the ship, quiet, dead quiet. Yeah. So yeah. Thing. Yep. And it's just, they do that like six or seven times. And you're like, wow, that's like really good. I love, love that contrast. That. I uh, Something about that scene though, in particular, um, because Ash is like, communicating with them through the comms until he loses signal um i don't understand why there's like that second where he almost like tries to gear himself up like he's like jumping around for a second like moving his (laughs) arms and it's like he's almost hyping himself up for something i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that um he's just happy ash was the having a good time i'm pretty sure ash knew what that signal was oh yeah knew i think he that knew the company mm-hmm. wanted that so but he was very that, nervous like... when they went down there to go collect a sample okay say. so yeah i was gonna say does that mean that like even him being a highly advanced robot has some sort of like moral or like yeah some he seemed like idea he some of morals. morals well see that's the thing and this is goes back to a part that i love where they're talking to ash and they're like this when his head is off and he yeah. goes it's oh. a it's a perfect organism it's not held mm-hmm. back by consciousness or yeah. a moral system yep, or yep, anything right. like that so it yeah he, even does. he himself kind of is and that's why he admires it and i'm like yeah, Dude, yeah. that's holy that's, crap that's pretty awesome <laughs> um when we were watching it tori was wondering if that's our flaw as a race i guess with uh like say if aliens showed up would be would our downfall be 
our whole let's talk to them first. Let's see what they got going on instead of just going right at it. It, it could be, but I mean, I, unless they're creatures that possess some sort of moral capabilities as well. Cause it's just two aliens. I, we are aliens. We yeah. are, but also if they're coming all this way out here, there's so many leagues above us technology-wise that like we're just like an ant. Like there's no point in crushing an ant. Well, see, I also have worries about well, that, and I can't. There's also kids that. who dump water bottles on the ant hills. Well, yeah, but well, see, and this, yeah, that, this is <laughs> they're the also thing. not extremely sophisticated. <laughs> you know creating rocket ships well drew neither are we i'm gonna go back to this no. really dumb rick and morty episode where <laughs> oh god <laughs> where they find the snake species and then uh <laughs> rick learns about all of them and he goes wow these people or these people ki- or these snakes killed other snakes for being a different color snake can you imagine how dumb that would be <laughs> yeah. rip but uh yeah, I mean, we don't I, really stand a chance if there's an intelligent lights life out there and they see everything that we've done as a society or as a species. They we've are like, killed each other. We're holding for ourselves the back. Dumbest reason. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for the dumbest reason. That that again leads me to believe that they would look at that and be like, Well, because they're killing each other for dumb reasons like this, they're just so primitive. Let's just let them do whatever the hell they're going to do. Just don't get near them. We'll watch them from a distance. (laughs) Yeah, you you don't get it. They had oil, and I I really wanted it. (laughs) They want our water. (laughs) I disagree with the alien thing of, like, our downfall is going to be we're going to want to talk to it especially in the context of this film, because I don't think that's ever like in question that yeah. they want to like communicate with the Xenomorph. They want to weaponize they it. Con- they want to well, not only weaponize the crew, it. The crew instantly is like, we're killing it. We're killing it. And Ash is the only one being like, well now hold on. We need to keep yeah, it Yeah. Wayland Yutani wants to weaponize it. Yeah. That's, the corporation. They want to get a hold of it, breed it and make little alien armies. Already. They thought of that fast. That, dude, he, they go to the they go to the one room, and the mother, the company system, uh, has already said, "Yeah, crew's expendable. They can die." Uh, I was going to sure say, the alien lives. If I, as a crew member, read "crew expendable," I would have been like, "Screw this! <laughs> Screw <laughs> this one, mission!" That's one of the most haunting moments in this film. Yeah. As well, oh yeah. Bro, they, that jump you scared see that me. Type out. That jump scared me when she reads that, and he's and like, "Ash is right." See, it's not there. that surprising, isn't it? And he's just sitting right there with that smirk on his uh, face. That Bilbo that Baggins very, very much gives me anxiety. But so does the scene, like right near the end, when you just have like mother saying like T minus one minute for ship self destruct, oh, yeah. and it's like. That whole scene, she's just racing to get out of there. <laughs> Even as she's like in the thing taking off, it's still like your your heart's pounding because it's counting down. She's still close to the ship. We, there's uh... there's so much to talk about with this movie. Like the next thing I want to hit is the design of the uh, the face hugger because that thing is that thing is also just absolutely terrifying when you, when is. he opens up that mask cuz like the first time i watched it i'm like oh it just it landed on his helmet he's good he's got nothing to worry about that thing melted through the guy's helmet to latch onto <laughs> oh, his yeah. face mhm 
And it kept yeah. him sustained while he was. Yeah, you the know, fact that it keeps you alive, like by crazy. feeding you oxygen. Uh, and, Matthew, and I'm that sure was we're going to go. You think he's unconscious at least? I think I, yeah, he's unconscious. Yeah. 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 He he's like in a comatose he state, up. I believe. He said yep. he was in like a dream about being smothered. Suffocated, yeah. And yeah, I was sure. like, oh. Uh, Matthew, Man. I'm sure you were going to talk about something close to this, but I think we got to talk Xenomorph's about like, hot. We got to talk about the implications <laughs> yeah. that They're... all three of the alien species kind of have. Yeah, and it's it, a, it's a very sexual implication. It's, it's really yes, no. The aliens, every single one of them, is very much what I would consider a lot of like a aspect of male sexuality. It's a lot of impregnating your seed. <laughs> penetrating may, i may mean I the alien's head quote. looks like a dick for pete's sake <laughs> yeah, yeah can i speak oh, a quote no. from the great johnny cage in oh, world combat x <clears throat> when he uh faces off against a xenomorph he says <laughs> and it's very wise words you know your head looks like a dildo that's a direct quote from the great Johnny Cage. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's right though he's right he's, he's he's right though it's it's cool because like that it's not just the xenomorph either. It's like even the ship that they board where they find the xenomorph or the face huggers. It's like it looks like they're crawling into a giant vagina. <laughs> and there's like all these like <laughs> orifices that are, you know, scattered throughout this art style. And that's another thing that goes to sell that biomechanical look. It's somewhat organic, somewhat mechanical. And it's something about that is just like off-putting to the human mind. I feel. Yeah, and if you looked at H.R. Geiger's art, oh, yeah. there's some of it where I'm just yeah. like, oh, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I like, love this dude, but in, also concerned for him, and he's it's also implicitly sexual. He was an opioid addict. Uh, oh, I did not know that. Yep. He was addicted to opioids making this art, and oh. he said that he thought that that would uh, calm his thoughts or something, or he was afraid of his own thoughts and had to draw them out. And yeah, so it's, just put them in paper. I wrote, it's, it's terrifying. I've got I've got two things. One of them is very short. Uh, I wrote down, and I completely forgot I wrote this down. Uh, Dallas is just a wannabe Kurt Russell, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, no, I was thinking yeah. that too. <laughs> he just looked, no, I, yeah. <laughs> and I know I can't even say that because thing came out after yeah. this movie did. Well, I would, yeah, <laughs> but it's, I, it still is like Kurt Dallas Russell walked Kurt Russell, so McCready yeah. could run. Yes, <laughs> it's very fascinating looking at this compared to the thing because there are so many, so many like resemblances between the two films, and then you know when you look at that deep dive, like I mentioned earlier of how John Carpenter's master thesis film, Dark Star, kind of spawned into this. They kind of are connected in a way, the two films. Yeah, except for Dark Star, it wasn't, I don't think they actually even made it a thesis. I think it was supposed to be a student film, and then it got too expensive that they yeah, said, yeah. okay, we they need to. eventually made so it its own thing. I, it started I remember, out as I the remember idea the wording. of the thesis. Yeah, I remember the wording of it. It was, we wanted to make the best uh, student film ever made. And then it became the worst regular film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I I like the thing more than I like Alien. I think. I think that's, 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 that's a fair fun. shout. Yeah. I I think I I was thinking about that earlier. It's such a hard shout uh, because 
with one movie, you have just amazing set design. You have, and I'm not saying the thing doesn't have amazing set design, but I mean, compared to Alien, it's not this. Movie, this yeah, no. <laughs> this yeah. movie blows it out of the water. I think like certain things about the Alien has a, a really good horror aspect, but then again, it's just like the practical effects that are used in in John Carpenter's work that you can't match that. You can't yeah, match yeah. that. Stuff. Yeah, the thing's it's really better. difficult. Exactly. Well, I I would just well, I prefer Alien because <laughs> I think the thing has a strangely weak third act, but I think oh. Alien is so strong the entire way through. I yeah, like honestly, Alien more than I like the thing. I, I the, prefer Alien slightly as well. Wow, ah, Dean, you're wrong. It felt like when, it, it felt like when I first said it, everybody's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." No, we said you're valid in your yeah, opinion. So oh, I'm, just, I'm just valid. Like, that's Us a, disagreeing does not yeah. make your opinion oh. wrong. It's your opinion, that's and it's a valid one to have. Yep. <laughs> but like again, I, I I admire the thing so much as a film that they're like you know neck and neck for me. I, yeah. I think Alien is only slightly more you know fits the see my Matthew, my taste. You were talking about Alien versus Predator uh, earlier, <laughs> and. Uh, Whenever I watch that movie, I'm always like, huh, horror movie that takes place in Antarctica? I just, no, I just want to watch The Thing. Why am I watching this movie? <laughs> no, no, because The Thing doesn't have predators in it. <laughs> it's so much better. No, I'm just kidding. Alien vs. Predator is fun, but not. It's no it The is Thing. Fun. I do. I think I like the second Alien vs. Predator more than the first. I've seen bits and pieces. I have not seen it all. Um Mostly because the screen is black the entire time. Yep. But Alien, bro. Predalien yeah. is so cool. Um, dude, some one of the crew members has a bunch of titties plastered all over the wall. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Choked out by yeah. a magazine. A, a playboy. Yeah. What a way to go. Whose corner is that? I don't know. That would be know. weird if it was Ashes. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. It would be weird, but I did hear something in the behind the scenes of them saying like the idea of even a robot to display like thoughts of sexual intimacy is something in itself. Well, and so yeah. that does kind of lead me to believe that maybe it was his corner. This was no, I don't think this was Ash's corner. What it was is that this is a robot, someone who can't feel anything sexually. And what this scene represents is his closest thing to a sexual relationship with someone. Because, I mean, mm. the way he's doing that, yeah. shoving that yeah. magazine, it's very... You can you can link things to it. That's what yeah, I'll you say. Yeah, you can. Oh. It, I, I felt mean, like the magazine wasn't even fitting. It wasn't, for sure. I, I also thought <laughs> that. Like, her it's an awkward way still, to kill someone. She still had like, this much of her <laughs> mouth showing. <laughs> You're basically trying to stroke someone with, or uh, choke someone with a straw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I mean, and the whole face hugger thing, it, it's sexual. It's impregnation. It yeah. And I, the fact that it's a guy is what terrifies audiences the most. Yeah. Because horror movies even like i think the 80s gets the worst of it but like the sexual uh predator uh predation i guess it had towards women specifically but this is a explicit yeah. rape of a guy it flips in the roles here and that's and, that is very and cool. so it's unexpected and it's horrifying it is is it yeah, body I, horror 
It's body oh, horror. Yeah, I would, oh, yeah, Alien, Alien was one of my top things when I did that huge body horror presentation that almost made me fail the class because I didn't do any of my homework except for that one. Um, <laughs> Alien was like the number one movie I talked about when it comes to body horror because body horror is explicitly, it's basically unconsensual horrors happening to your body and alien is that it's force impregnation (laughs) it's put in you and you have no control over it what's going to come out and kill you yeah that's body horror it's scary it's great um shout out to uh lisa hayes um (laughs) another just fascinating little fact um Ridley Scott was planning to do, or was at least in talks of doing, a uh, Texas Chainsaw before this. Really? really? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been funny. interesting. Yeah, that would have been very interesting. But he he ended up opting for this because uh, he felt that this was much less in the vein of like what horror had been up to that point, and he thought yeah. that he could do this justice, which he definitely did. Yeah, I'm glad. I think uh, David or. Uh, uh, Toby Hooper yeah. uh, needs to direct Texas Chainsaw. I agree. Rather I, than we, Ridley. We were talking about... I had two things to say, and I completely forgot because we started oh, talking sorry. about... Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about that second We were talking thing. about how hot the Xenomorph oh, was. It, it, I, actually, I got a little it, actually, it actually worked out with what, we, what you were saying a little bit, Matthew, with the facehugger and how good it looked. Uh, when the facehugger is dead, just lying on the ground... Drew, you might know a little bit about this. I want uh, there's a couple of things that they used for the organs. Do you you know when he's like poking around at the it dead? Looks, oh, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. It looks ugly. Yeah, he used a bunch of oysters. He used a kidney. He used a bunch of uh, sturgeon organ and parts. Dude mm-hmm. went full seafood for the <laughs> <laughs> And once again, that face hugger, it looks very sexual. Yeah, like it it's, does. it's a reproductive creature. And, yep. and I like that. That's the moment Ash says, can we keep it? Because I was like, buddy, you and me, we're on the same oh, wavelength. We're keeping Hear that me thing. Out. No we're way. keeping that thing. Hear me out. <laughs> can we keep it? <laughs> I, I love how uh, the like reflexes work on it when they you know push it and then like its little legs start moving inward a little bit. Yeah, that, they're like mm-hmm. pronging it. Yeah, yeah. It's a little. That's always been the scariest part of the alien to me is the face hugger. Cause, like, I mean, once it gets you, you're done. You know. Yeah. It was yeah, kind of nerve. Chance. It was kind of nerve wracking seeing the shed skin. Cause I'm like, oh yeah. When you see that, you're like, oh, it's, it's bigger. bigger. <laughs> he, it's... I forget that character's name a lot. Uh, the one that finds the shed skin. Um, he is Pat another. Guy. Yeah. He's another contestant for dunce because Brett. yeah, like yeah, Brett. the way he's just walking around, just like really like enjoying kitty, 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 the kitty. moment, like he's letting the water oh. just drip on his face, and yeah, kitty, you here? Finds the shed skin. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Hey, kitty, are you here? 
I can just, I don't know if you could say, but I've never had a, I've never found a cat going, kitty, 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 here, kitty. No, because no. cats, cats don't care. They don't, yeah, they, they don't yeah, respond exactly. to me at all. <laughs> and you, and you see that in the movie because uh, the cat, it, Jonesy, you cut between the alien like killing Brett and then Jonesy's just like unsympathetically yeah, watching it all. Watching. Cats don't care. They don't care, man. Also, question, this might be an error, but was Jonesy in one of the cryopods or is that cat like 300 years old oh what do you mean that is a good question because they put them to sleep so they don't age right yeah i I don't think the cat was in any of the pods so should that cat be dead yeah well see the thing is the movie cuts so you see john hurt get up and walk out out of his pod um Mm -hmm. and then it just cuts to oh hey they're at dinner yeah and stuff like that and then at the end of the movie you see ripley put jonesy into her cryopod yeah you see at the end jonesy gets put into one yeah Yeah. a little jonesy uh mvp i used to have a cat named jonesy after this cat but it dies r.i.p jonesy rest in peace yeah i had a cat named boots 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 i know someone with a cat named boot you sure that wasn't a really random cat name you sure that just wasn't me no, it's I. I know this person. It's not you. Okay. It's Who boot. is it? Okay. It's boot. Who? It's boot. Oh, boot. It's not plural. Yours is boots. Uh. Boots. Yeah, it is boots. Because yeah. boots have little white boots. paws. Levio saw. Oh, question. Sorry, uh, Drew. Will I have you? Harry Potter question. Oh. Uh, what's the deal with that new Harry Potter game everyone's mad about or happy okay, about? Well, it's They're nothing to do. It? It's nothing to do with Harry Potter in itself. It's because J.K. Rowling is like the most transphobic, uh, just you know, downright bad person, uh, and she's been making this very clear over Twitter. So, uh, you know, there's a good chunk of people out there that think if you are in any way supporting or buying Harry Potter. Uh, the new game that you are transphobic in yourself. Um, uh, no, so. I just like the game. Yeah, I just want to play <laughs> Harry Potter. Uh, I've always, I have always said this. Uh, f- J.K. Rowling. <laughs> and uh, you know, I know a lot of the community feels the oh. same way. So yeah. It- <laughs> I heard J.K. Uh, Rowling stole Harry Potter, like the idea. Really? Like, I, I, a friend I, of hers. I wouldn't say that. I heard I it was like a friend of hers had the idea and was talking about it, and J.K. Rowling's like, that's a good idea, and she wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for my idea. <laughs> that's like uh, in middle school when Drew would talk about girls he liked, and Dean would go, hmm, <laughs> it was brain a, blast. Maybe I like this girl. Weird trace of that set. No. Uh, yes, I remember those good old days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a guilty man. I'm a guilty guilty man. as charged. <laughs> I'm guilty as charged. Bro, one one moment I found hilarious was uh when Parker and Lambert come in to save Ripley when she's getting like choked out with a magazine. You mm-hmm. see Lambert's hand go up like this. And bro goes for the titty twister. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Dude. Okay, so when you're watching that as the audience for the very first time, it's like, 
Why? Why would that hurt? Why is he in so much pain? Yo, but if it's a I, robot I could doing see that, it right well, away. bro, I mean, we already had just seen uh, Ash literally throwing uh, yeah. Ripley across the entire room, like just insane strength with that. Yeah, so, so I, I mean, can definitely see why that would hurt a lot. Just imagine like a robot with like metal actuator fingers gripping on <laughs> yeah. you. That would hurt. I could just, like, I could just see the grip. Yeah, air like, compressor pistons just <laughs> grabbing down. Oh God, yeah, not, a, the, uh, not a fan. One of the biggest things I liked as well, and this was probably just like something uh, I like because I don't think anyone else here has played the game. Was when they when uh, is his name Parker? I think his name is Parker. Uh, torches the the head. Of oh yeah, Ash. waste of fuel. Yep, and you can see well, you can see his what's you see his skin go off and then you can see what's actually oh under there. yeah that is like alien isolation they use that for their androids or what they call synthetics so you just get that like white cream looking oh. skin and Ugh. it's just the creepiest thing on the that, planet that is cool that alien isolation i can't help but sing sing this game's praises i think yeah it falls under the category of a an exploratory or not an exploratory a a horror game a single player horror game so you're gonna have a lot of missions where it's like go turn on the power here and then return to this door and then you turn mm -hmm. on the power and you're you're two steps away from the door oh the alien shut the power off we gotta go turn it on again so then you're <laughs> doing the same thing like twice and you're like are you kidding me but that game absolutely nailed how the xenomorph like should act. Uh, I've mm -hmm. again, if you've turned into a stream, I've talked about it before. But how the xenomorph works is that the AI for the the game for the alien is it, there's two AI. There's one that knows where you are, and there's one that does not. And the one that knows gives hints to the one that's not who is in control oh. of the body. Yeah. So you can't just sit. You can't just sit in a closet and hide for the entire game because eventually he will find you. You have yeah. to constantly be moving. It's it's so genius. And honestly, like I feel like if Ridley Scott knew that you know this was how this was going to be made, he would have he would have approved of it. Like this this would definitely have his shining approval. And I I got to play this game still. You talking it up is making me want to buy it's, it. I, it's so good. It's, it's so one of those good. games that I loved it while I was playing it, but then I got just stuck at a part. One of those, like, the alien turned the power off, yeah. go backtrack, yep. and I just got <laughs> lost and never yeah. progressed further and then deleted it. So I, I would I, like to go back and try it again because it's a great game. Alien has the like some of the most potential for video games. Mm. Like, just with that, just you could copy and paste what you did with Alien Isolation, and you would make a killer game. It would sell like crazy. Just upgrade the graphics a little bit. It'd be fantastic. No, what they decide to do is make Alien Fire Team or Fire Team <laughs> Alien or whatever else it is where it's a bunch of – it's a really shitty – team shooter where you hunt down hundreds of aliens and those aliens also never freaking work half the time they're glitching into walls or nice. doing something stupid how alien many times firefighters heard, how many times i've heard a new alien game coming out and i'm like let's go come on and then it's just like another fire team shooter i'm like <laughs> <laughs> uh i do got a shout out 
the old alien games aka like the ones that were arcade machines those are so great also Mm -hmm. there was one that was it was an arcade machine for sure but it was like a carnival shooter type game so you had like the laser infrared gun and that one is so fun because it's like a first person view you know you're going through the nostromo or whatever ship uh, that one takes place on, and you just have to blast the aliens as they pop out, yeah, like nice. House of the Dead style. Those are fun. That. Those are fun. Uh, um, uh, shout out to Sigourney Weaver because uh, we we talked about uh, it, we we've never done Star Wars episode, but we've talked about George Lucas saying there's no underwear in space to no. <laughs> to oh, God. Uh, Carrie Fisher, uh, and towards the end of this movie. Ridley uh, Ripley, sorry, Ellen Ripley strips down to her skimmies and at first you're like oh, this is a bit uh, like eh, but uh, that was 100% Sigourney Weaver's idea so, good for her it It wasn't creepy the entirety of it was a vulnerability thing, she now feels like she's safe she now feels like she's vulnerable, she's just gonna get into a comfortable state and then boom alien in the wall you don't want to get attacked while you're naked. It's true. Yeah, I just, I was like, okay, someone, I'm sorry, someone, tell her to just hike up the pants I, a little uh, bit. She, <laughs> I don't know. You got, you got plumber's like, crack going, bro. I was going to say, those <laughs> were just short, like, very short. Yeah, they looked like a size too small of panties. Yeah, because you could see crack up the top and bottom. It was... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm not complaining though. She literally I... gets caught with her pants down at the end of the movie. <laughs> she she's a babe still. I love the spacesuit design in this as well. I love the astronaut yeah. feel that it has to him. Like so many again, I'm gonna bring it back to Star Wars. So many Star Wars movies, it's just like Mandalorian armor or stormtrooper armor can survive in space. No, I like good old fashioned what looks like astronaut suits. I think those oh, are Yeah, cool. yeah. It, it takes an alien movie to hear Caleb shit on Star Wars. I know, well. man. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've never heard the slander come from this man. You okay, Caleb? Oh, I'm great, dude. I... <laughs> Watching I'm great. this movie again today, I was just so happy, dude. I wanted a text, so but I was also like worried, like, crap, what if like one person doesn't like the movie and I'm just going, holy shit, best movie, holy, holy shit. <laughs> I didn't want to create a bias or something. I wanted uninterrupted good thought for no, this episode. I can, I can confidently say, in my opinion, this is one of the best movies ever. Definitely like top ten for me. It's always been ever since I seen it, it's been in my top ten and it constantly fluctuates in and out of my top five. Yeah. Like just every it's always up there for me. Uh but I wanna ask because I think this one thing this movie does incredibly well is suspense and um uh, Ridley Scott. It's so confusing because there's Ripley and there's Ridley. Yeah, <laughs> one is the main character. One is, so the, much, yeah. <laughs> one is the director. So, uh, so Ridley Scott, the director, implored like Alfred Hitchcock ways of creating suspense. Alfred Hitchcock, just the master of suspense, the guy practically created the word. And what Hitchcock always said was, you can make a scene where there are two guys sitting at a table and a bomb goes off under the table. And that creates a momentary 
state of shock for the audience, but as soon as the explosion's done, the audience relaxes again. But if you put two guys sitting at a table and tell the audience that there's a bomb under the table, that the scene is completely different. Because yep. you don't know when it's going to go off, how big the explosion's going to be, if they're going to yeah. survive. And that's what this movie does. It could, and this was my problem with predator because they're largely the same thing the predator in predator doesn't show up about until an hour into the movie and same with the alien it doesn't the chestburster scene is almost an hour into the movie yeah and but i think what alien does better is that first hour is all creating that suspense it's all build up to that scene and then the rest of it is that bomb in the table they put there's an alien in the spaceship that's it. They don't tell you where it is. They don't tell you what it can do, where it can go, what it's capable of. That's it. That's all you know. And it, that's why it's so good at suspense because you never know where the alien's going to be. It has you look at that scene at the end where she's looking at the pipes and then yeah. one of the pipes just turns out to be its head yeah. that just like comes that out and reaches for it. And, yeah, that's so that's cool. what this movie does perfectly. And like the the scene with the the first death from the uh, full-scale xenomorph, the like when he's in that room with all the hanging chains, like yeah. they look a lot like his tail, kinda. And yeah, it's Dang. just like parts of the film where it is, yeah, making you like look to every corner of the screen trying to find out where this thing is. I do love that. It is like mm-hmm. a masterfully crass, crafted suspense film while mm-hmm. also being a horror film. Watching that, and uh, all those, watching all those scenes where it's like, because you know you don't watch these movies for a while, so you don't remember exactly when the alien shows up or where he shows up. With the all the suspenseful moments like that, you just know it's going to happen at some point. It reminded me a lot of the Halloween movies or Halloween. I'm going to say just in general. I shouldn't say Halloween movies. I'll say John Carpenter's Halloween um, during the last moments with Laurie Strode in the house where you have no idea where he's going to show up or yeah. you just know exactly he is going to. Yeah. It's the same method of suspense. Yep. You know the killer's in the house? That's all we're telling you. Yep. Except for <laughs> Alien at the end of the movie does that better because you're like, okay, what now? What What's going mm-hmm. on? And then you realize, oh, holy shit, the alien is on the ship. Yeah. Yep. yep crazy it's, stuff it's i want to give i want to give some props to to predator i was not on the episode you guys talked about predator mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um uh, i i don't count that as a bad thing because I, I i i like predator a lot that movie uh ain't it <laughs> I like uh, but predator that just speaks too. that speaks volumes though as to how good the predator design is because you have a movie mm-hmm. like alien where Nowadays, if I hear alien, the other thought in my brain is predator. Like the the two become synonymous with me. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, you think of one, you think of the other now. Predator. When I told, yeah, go right ahead. No, so I was I told the coworker that we are covering alien, and the first thing he asks is, "Have you done a predator episode?" There you go. Because they're just like they're tight, you know. Synonymous. Exactly. We're the entire word of mouth because alien 
you could be talking about the xenomorph, or you could be talking about the cinematography, or you could be talking about the set design. You're not talking about set design or cinematography or even music yeah. or anything with the Predator movie. Well, You're talking because... about how cool the Predator is. If you... and the Predator is that muscles. cool. Yeah, the Predator <laughs> is that cool that he can he has a, like the same withstanded popularity of yeah. one of the best designed creatures ever made in one of the best movies ever made. Well, that's just it. It's like the creature design alone is is fantastic enough to carry that movie because if you take the predator out of it it's pretty much just a b-tier action it's very, movie yeah yes. basic so it, and that's why that's kind of what i was saying with the hour in point is yeah. that the predator movie it feels such this disconnect between that first hour and the second hour but this movie it feels like it's very much it's built it's like that your that first initial climb of a roller coaster, yeah. and then then that chestburster scene is that drop. But the roller coaster keeps going. Yep. Predator, it feels like you're on a roller coaster that just throws you into a water slide. <laughs> They're both fun. Like yeah. one's an action movie yep. and the other's a alien fighter movie, but they're just different. It's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, this one is phenomenal. <laughs> I want to talk about how something that, like, I think it's looked over a lot is Lambert's death, and I think it's haunting. You, first of all, you see a shot that's like when I saw the shot, I was like, "Bro, Evil Dead, that's Evil Dead right there." I was gonna with say the, Evil Dead. The tail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it just it looks like Evil Dead, and then you don't see it. You hear it. You hear it. You're you're with Ripley. You're you are Ripley, the character, and you hear through her radio uh-huh. exactly how she is dying. You hear her choking and gagging and suffering, and I think that's just horrifying. I sat there with my it mouth is, open when it is I was hearing chilling that. to the core, and once again, very sexual connotations. Yeah, yeah. Very. and see, that's the thing. This movie mm. does well at both. It shows you what it needs to show you and then also hides what it needs to hide to stay that mm-hmm. perfect amount of scary. It's perfect. In Knock at the Cabin this weekend we saw, and my big complaint was you don't see much of the horror. A lot of, like, all you've of got a rated, You've got a rated R movie and they don't show one on-screen death. Yes. Like, I kept wondering die. if... <laughs> I mean, if it's an apocalypse movie, come on, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm here for. If if you got rid of the F-bombs from Knock of the Cabin, it'd work as a PG-13 movie. It'd work as almost a PG movie. The only thing is they say, and they don't even say that much, but uh, Alien, like you need what, like you were saying, you see what you need to see, and you don't what you don't. Like, they they got it, you know? They nailed it. It goes back to what yeah, it goes back to what I said earlier. Everything they needed to hit perfect, they hit perfect. This movie Absolutely. this movie this movie could have sucked. This movie could have been B tier. And right. they hit everything it, perfectly. It really uh, I I said this I think before too, but it really is like a miracle. Because even like uh Sigourney Weaver, like she went to the wrong building to do the audition and then she was like calling her agent and was like, I I'm thinking I should just go home. And she's like, no, why don't you just try for it? And she's like, Ooh, all right. I didn't know that. And she went to the the actual location. But it's just like, you know, string after string of miracles that Dude, this yeah. movie 
was like just turned out to be this holy grail film. John Hurt, <laughs> the guy who gets chest bursted, had to had to say no to the movie because he did a movie. He did a uh, a film in South Africa, so he had yep. to say no to this one. And then the guy they had to replace him um, had a diabetic attack. Yeah, uh, before just, shooting, he figured so, out he was yep. diabetic. On yeah, oh set. yeah, yeah. So yeah, Ooh. so he had to leave. And then they asked John Hurt, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm free now." So he got in, and it's just wow. like that happened. To how me. many how many different things go into just the making of this movie, and how lucky they got with it? It's incredible, uh, for real. It is crazy, and I think it's interesting that we talked about Godzilla last week and Alien this week because when we talk about that silhouette test. Those are the two silhouettes that pop into my head immediately when I think about good creature design. Whenever oh, yeah. I say silhouette test, I think of Godzilla shadow and I think of the xenomorph shadow. Yeah, these are just like ever the most iconic. You, ever things. since the Lilo and Stitch episode, though, you've you've got me thinking about uh, Stitch's about design. Stitch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, it's Stitch just has like, great design. Yeah, it's like you could you could definitely pick them out of you know any photo. It's just mm-hmm. like oh, yep. there it is because I mean, it's so true. iconic. Drew, you were saying this earlier. I even remember the TikTok you made about it, where at Dexter's lab, it's showing a crap ton of Halloween costumes, and then yeah. you're like, wait a minute. There That's he the is. <laughs> wait just a there. minute. And, and what's so strong about both the designs, too, is that it's so malleable. Like, Godzilla has so many different looks, and the alien mm-hmm. goes through so many different looks, but each of them you can point out and be like, yeah, that, it, that's still the Xenomorph. It still retains still Godzilla. Like the same factors. Like, it still mm-hmm. has that same look to its core. But it, And that's what I love. Like, I think that is good, like, ways to evolve and adapt a character is – you know, you make subtle changes that don't change the entire look of it. Because when you do, that's quite often when the fans start, you know, having an angry mob. <sighs> Godzilla yeah. 1998. Yeah, or the Rat Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> no. No. Bad. No, bad. No. no, no, no. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, day old question: Do you survive this movie? I'll start off. No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, also, no. hard. No. Heck no. We're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. There's a. Uh, there's uh, something I, I don't. I don't mean to go back to the video game again, but again, I can't sing this game's praises enough. Um, where in the game how good it is, like how well done it is to where you not only need to watch out for the alien in your peripheral vision, if you walk under a vent in the ceiling and you don't notice a little bit of drool dripping down, alien snags you, drags you right up. If you don't notice that you hear, like you, you, because you can crawl into the vents just like Dallas did. If you don't notice yourself hearing another vent opening at some point, you're in danger because guess what? That's you can crawl so into the cool. vents right after you. And it's just, it's not only that, it's just, there's, I, I don't know if I want to talk about it because <laughs> I want you guys to play the game. Yeah, I am going <laughs> to play you, it at some If you point. are Drew and, and every, because you've been talking about Giger and how much you love his artwork. There's a moment in that game where I'm like, this is some of the coolest design sets that oh. Giger has come out with. Okay, okay. I, it's it's super good. 
Mm-hmm. Alien Isolation. And somehow, Alien Isolation, I think it came out in like 2014. That game still looks good to this day. Yeah, we, I, uh, I, yeah it does. We used to give a lot of crap to a, a friend of ours named Brad uh, at, yeah, lun- <laughs> at the lunch table. He'd talk about Alien Isolation every day. He was, that's... <laughs> That's one of the main reasons I feel like I never picked it up, honestly. Yeah. We <laughs> talked about it so much, and I, that's all I could think about was like I would associate that game and then him talking about it. But, Every day he'd bring it know, up to the point where he'd bring it up, and we'd be like, "Oh yeah, Alien Isolation, <laughs> Alien Isolation, yeah, Alien but, Isolation." You know what, Brad? Uh, I apologize because we, we uh, apologize. You, you were so right about preaching uh, i don't know that about game. every day but yeah uh, no, yeah maybe not every day <laughs> we but... apologize for three days worth <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it you're you're not off the hook yet pal. <laughs> you got... come yeah. clean about that well well anything else I ran out long ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> dean you're having a rough couple weeks buddy i <sighs> He's just getting hit with the kinds of movies. You know, War Month was his month. Sci-fi. I was going to ask, do you War like Month. sci-fi? I, I've been getting into Star Wars. I When we watched them at Caleb's I house, I'm like, I can that, dig yeah. the original trilogy quite a yeah, bit. But I before it's that. edited, I like, uh, that's why I bought the old VHSs. It doesn't change anything for me. It's it's still Star Wars. It changes it for me. I am so glad that one huge monster doesn't just walk by and fill the whole frame up Glop anymore. Shit-o. I can actually see what's going on. But um, I'll yes, take sci-fi. Empire Strike Back Special Edition better than the original. That's a hot take, wow, but it's wow. mine. I'll stand by it. You know, I mean, um, with the Empire Strikes Back, the one thing is... Uh, in the new version, you see more of the Yeti monster that gets Luke. Mm-hmm. And in the in the original version before that, you really don't see that monster at all until like he's running up to Luke and you barely see him. It's just like a really shaky cam. You're like, oh, I yeah. think that was a Yeti dude. And then that's over. <laughs> <laughs> Abominable. Can you believe it? <laughs> I, I think I, I mean... Not to get my final thoughts yet, but I like the movie. It's just you guys are like, man, all this fine details, this crevice and this one scene. I don't know. I just watched the movie. Alien what was scary. I don't know. I, <laughs> if you're that's talking what it about sounds set like to me. Design, we're talking, yeah, it's amazing how. Yeah, because, it's amazing. Well, like even <laughs> with Star Wars, even with Star Wars, George Lucas still tried to put in so much computer organized stuff and with alien everything was built everything was made there was no green or blue screen there was no any of that it was all made and that's just thousands and thousands of dollars of work and hours of time that went into that i don't know if it i don't think it felt too long i just know for some reason i don't go back to this movie like i watch it and i'm like man that was a good movie and it really is like expertly made i would say yeah but i never go back to it i don't know if it's just like i'm just sick of the alien concept fast that's fair that's part of why i didn't get the four pack i'm like i'm probably just gonna want to watch just the first one 
I like to see. I like the first one, even if the second one's more exciting. I feel like I still like the first one just for the fact that it's like it's older, and it's just more impressive with how older it is. The first one and the second one are two very different movies. Yeah. They are mm-hmm. very different. Both very good in their the, own the right. One, very good yeah. in their own right. The yes. second one takes on more of like an action movie feel yep. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think there's but, more things what I would consider is like wrong with the second. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still lovable. Some of the characters and the dialogue is a little. Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> like, I feel like it's so split. Like, I think we, I think it's, uh, I, I don't know how to put it, but I think it's interesting that all four of us prefer the first, but I swear if you asked a hundred people, 50 of them, it would, would be split pretty alien. down yeah. the middle. Yep. Who prefers what? And I think that's awesome. It's because yeah. we're a bunch of film snobs. Because we're a bunch <laughs> of film snobs who love the original. It, it's not even just that. It's just, I can't, I don't know what her name is, but I can't stand the one strong chick and the, it's <laughs> like, it's hey. like, it, I, the dialogue <laughs> is so bad. Just like, line them up and shoot him dead. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's Ricky, baby. That's just like, ah, no. Awakening some how bad memories. Go, how did we go from dialogue and alien to this? That's Ricky, baby. <laughs> line him up and shoot him dead. Oh, man, I think you watched a different movie than I did. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, though. Like that's the attitude those characters about. have, yeah. and that's like basically the dialogue. It's it's hilarious. But they're but so cool. Yeah. <laughs> From what I remember, Aliens is kind of that is more like a war on the aliens movie. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this one is like running into the aliens. I don't think there's a more drastic change in film era. From the 70s to the 80s. It yeah. went from like creation of like cool things to sequels that are now action packed and hilarious and all of this. It's, mm-hmm. it's sequels yeah. killing all these cool things. <laughs> but hey, I still, I still love them 80s movies. Yep, I love 80s movies. Yeah. They're great. I, I, I agree. You're I think do knock my I mean, block it was off. a double whammy of Jaws and Star Wars that changed everything. Yeah. yeah. That transitioned everything from the 70s to the 80s and i prefer the 80s uh but the 70s not I, bad. I like the late 70s I, a lot yeah the late me 70s too. has a great there's just so many movies you can i think i think i prefer 70s. 80s a little bit more but yeah I late agree, 70s is very good especially you got for horror. way more content in the 80s early <laughs> I, early 80s does have a lot of good ones i feel oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm because that's that's my favorite ones. Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back. There um, you go. Good there's answer. no bad decade for movies. That is the thing. I'm pretty sure 80. the thing's 83. I think. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you know, I said the double whammy of Jaws and Star Wars. Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, they team up, make my baby Indiana Jones. That's and yeah. Yeah. So that's literally what I was the, thinking about. Is what your Indiana Jones like, came out. <laughs> exactly the it's like oh it's perfect i love those movies but yeah anything else 
It's been I two hours. I have yeah. recovered a lot, I am man. Content. I'm no, I could probably well. go for another three. Yeah, I, I know. Know. That's the we movie. Can, see, That's see, the yeah, movie. this is where Dean was like, Dean said we were talking about like, oh, this crevice here. If we wanted to go for another hour, we, I we could talk, I about, talk about various there. crevices. Let's, let's no. break down the ship design per room. I've been burned out, man. <laughs> let's go downstairs. All right. No. I think I just ran out of things to talk about, and it's I'm like, okay. It's time for the dial-up watch-along. Everybody pull up yep, Alien. Everyone right hit play at the same time. We're going to go into our commentary section of the pod. <laughs> Do it for Aliens. If you're up for a <laughs> yeah. challenge. All right. And that's, that's the, the movie. movie. Well, uh, I won the IMDb game, so I get to give my you, final thoughts. You won thoughts the Rotten Tomatoes game. Oh, and the well, I tied. Caleb gave me a hard-fought battle, but I won yeah. the Rotten Tomatoes tiebreaker round. Um, man, uh, I mean, I've said a lot. I love Alien. I think it's just one of the greatest movies ever made. It's a, it's just a testament to filmmaking. It's one of those movies I watch, and it's just like it instills that wonder in me of that like anything is possible to put on film yeah. it's that cosmic horror it's inspirational it's got one of my favorite characters in ellen ripley the practical effects are top notch the just the designs of everything i could go on and on the cinematography the music everything's perfect i mean you know it's a 10 out of 10 my first yeah. 10 out of 10 of 2023 wow. season three i i wouldn't want to give it to anything else uh, 10 out of 10 for old Alien. Wow. wow. Caleb, yeah, nice, nice. your final thoughts on rating? Oh, man. I mean, Matthew, you said so much of it already. It's just like, like, uh, on, random note, on TikTok, I'm seeing all these, like, people go, like, top 25 fictional characters of all time. After watching this movie, I'm like, where's where's Ripley? She needs to be on this list right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they nailed not only just the characters, not only just the characters, but the sets. Every single shot they needed to hit in this movie, it hit. That that's just exactly it. And there's, I can't even think of another movie that really perfected that because, again, on paper, a lot of these ideas probably are not the best. How they shot this movie made it the best. It's it's incredible. It's I mean. The dude's on my wallet. I got a xenomorph wallet. It, it's the dude's on my wallet. The dude's on my wallet. Hell yeah. 10 out of 10 for Caleb, too. Nice. Uh, Dean, your final thoughts on rating on Alien? I mean, it is a very well-made film. I feel like, man, my score is biased because it, it deserves a really high score for what it is. And I think it's just my own intellects that kind of holds me back i'm just like it's really good i think i i don't know if i'm if i just get sick of the alien or not maybe just because i see it in so many other things i don't know dean you don't have to feel bad about me like about if you want to give it like a seven or an eight you were talking to to like a lot of this movie is like are the magnum opus for us, but, but don't we, you dare we're give in it a, a we're in a biased. <laughs> you're you're talking to a biased I... <laughs> view right now. Um, <laughs> My well, heart's already broken from last week. Give it a two and call it. I, a <laughs> I would say it deserves a higher score, but because of I guess my lack of engagement, I would give it an eight. All right, that's fair. That's that's, that's very fair. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> but you should feel guilty about it. Oh, um, I'm very guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, your final thoughts on reading on Alien. Oh, I love this movie. I love this movie. It's a, it's a miracle. It's a, it's a gift from heaven. The clouds parted. The heavenly light. I, I don't think down. heaven had anything and to do with this movie. Alien, <laughs> Alien, the film, the box cover just descended. And, uh, you know, I'm so thankful for that. Uh, now, God's honestly, final gift to man. <laughs> I, I, I do believe just about everything in this movie is perfect. Like, um, I, there's nothing I would change. Absolutely nothing. Cast, crew, uh, set design, camera work, uh, cinematography, color, all perfect. Um, I love the art styles that they incorporate. I love the biomechanical stuff. Um, I love that retro futuristic look that Caleb and I were talking about. Um, I love it all. And just, you know, taking a deep dive with the behind the scenes uh, really made me appreciate this film even more. So, uh, yep, 10 out of 10, baby. 10 out of 10, if, baby. If this movie came down from a higher power just brought to earth i would take it as a warning not to continue space travel <laughs> yeah yeah that's true you, you know this may be the first time that we've gotten uh three 10 out of 10s in one episode but sadly uh dean uh, dean was not Ooh, was not yeah. one of them so that's Ooh, it's tough eat it yeah that's it <laughs> nice well drew thank you so much for bringing us alien it's about time My we talked pleasure. about it I oh, yeah yes thank you guys so much for having me on this episode <laughs> oh, always they texted, me. Yeah, they texted me and said caleb we're doing alien and at work i had a mini panic attack out of excitement <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta I lay knew, down <laughs> i knew that if alien got chosen out of my picks that we would have to have you on because i knew oh, you yeah. share this yeah. as your baby caleb you're always welcome i would invite caleb to this next one if he really wants to watch i would i am oh. always down to hop on with you boy oh buddy. What is it? Well, well, Dean, what do you got? It's your pick next week for Sci-Fi so Month. It's not what I was talking about when we first came in. I was like, I don't know if this is sci-fi. It's just I had a good idea as we were talking about Alien. And I think we're going to watch a good old classic, Spaceballs. We're going to watch Spaceballs. I am so excited, dude. We need a, we need so a break excited. from all the tension. <laughs> Expect a one out of ten from Matt next week. Expect an easy nine from me. Don't you worry. I just I just bought the VHS. I'm hoping it oh, comes man. in time. I I, I kind of knew you were gonna pick that because. I said, like, I, I want to rewatch that. And you go, oh, oh, <laughs> oh that really was what it was. <laughs> oh, I'm you're sorry right. I said that, Matt. <laughs> Drew, where can the people find you online? <laughs> <laughs> well, the people can find me streaming. Uh, they can find me on YouTube doing gaming. Check it out. Naughty Bear Freak is the name. Cool. Uh, Caleb, where can they find you online? I'm skipping Dean this week. <laughs> I was originally going to pick Overlord. Oh, that's a great pick. Is that sci-fi, though? I, I, uh, it it wouldn't say it was on I the internet. I would say it's sci-fi. I, I'd say it's sci-fi because they're but like engineering the zombies. The reason, um, and now I'm even more yeah, upset. Well, you're <laughs> skipping me. That's why I said it. Um, <laughs> um, 
the internet wasn't saying sci-fi. But really? also, I was like, we we need a break from the tension. Like before, I, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. <laughs> We've had a lot of dread on the show yeah. lately. Matt, did you ever think that Spaceballs would get picked before Star Wars on the show? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that hurts! <laughs> I gotta say, honestly, no. I, no. And I was just thinking, um, I cursed under my breath at Jeremy and Christian because this would have been my first veto if I had won that episode, oh, really? this would have been the veto. Oh, man. I thought for a second, I'm like, wait, did I win? Damn it, no, I didn't win. Yeah, I win. Damn. Realizing I was like, oh, you're was, in the I... worst reality. Oh. Uh, this would have been my first veto When was the, the last show, time but... you watched Spaceballs, man? Uh, with you, I hated it. I... Well, when was the last time? I don't know, middle school? Maybe it's good now. Who we'll knows? We'll see. Oh. If it didn't appeal to a middle school sense of humor, I don't think it's going to appeal to jaded Matthew. I will say, you know, it's in, I'm pretty sure it's in the eight, maybe it's in the 90s. Um, No, no, it's 80s. I think it's 87. It's It's the same year planes, trains, and automobiles was a hit, bro. So, oh, that's a bow of confidence because I love planes, trains, and automobiles so much. I, right. I I like both films. <laughs> anyway, right. you can uh, you can find me at Curvy Cave <laughs> on Twitch. I am still playing Dead Space. Uh, after that, I may I may hit up just like survival mode on Alien Isolation again, just because that sounds fun. But also, there's a lot of good games out there that I'm planning on streaming more often. I have a lot more free time on my hands. Um, I also am now on Instagram. I haven't made a post yet, but oh. that will be coming soon. I'm also uh, going to be doing a TikTok little series, I think. Oh. Uh, I'm going to do – I, over my years, have collected a lot of nerd things, <laughs> such as <laughs> lightsabers or yes, trading sir. cards or anything of the sort. And I'm going to do a daily showing off of one of those items each Show day. Show and it tell it, Caleb's. Yep, it can, yeah, go, I like uh, that. can go from as small of an item as like a little card that's like valuable to – a giant Darth Vader statue that I may have purchased. So make sure you tune into that. All at Curvy Cave as well. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, oh. Dean, where can the people find no, you? No, no, things you're doing I won't no. I No, no. I had you. a moment of weakness and I took it out on you. Shout yourself out. <laughs> I'm buddy. sorry. I'm, I just hope maybe, <laughs> maybe it'll appeal to you more. But you didn't like Planes, Trains, and it is the same year. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, Dean Calkins Instagram. That's, that's where you can find me. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say check it out anymore. That was always my cue to do um, my thing. I'm just being quick this time. Okay, you're might quick. might be taking longer now. <laughs> I, I respect it. Well, people can find me on twitter at hopper2400 and my personal youtube channel pure vision and of course don't forget to join the club by subscribing wherever you get your podcast hit that bell notification so you can be notified when new episodes drop every single monday also we have merch go to redbubble.com look up dial up movie club and hit our store so you can have all of our amazing options uh, we are on Twitter at Club Dial, and we just got this nice little blue check mark. So uh, if you're looking for us, you definitely can Woo-hoo! find us now because uh, there were a lot of people posing as us. Uh, not a problem anymore. And 
uh, dial up movie club, wherever else you get your podcasts. And don't forget to watch space balls Yay. for next week's <laughs> episode. I, we're going to get a change of pace here. All right. Even if you don't like it, it's a change of pace. It's just some slapstick for us, you know? Um, <laughs> that was so long of silence. <laughs> and remember, <laughs> if we break quarantine, we could all be in big danger. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, yeah, Goodbye. Thanks for opening the door. <laughs> <laughs>